Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Talking With A Dad podcast this evening. We have an interesting show. Don't have don't have a huge subject matter. We are no. going to we are going to review and talk about UFC 254, a fight card well worth my money um in every aspect. Even even the prelims were very very good. So we're going to go over that uh and we're going to look at what Khabib's career potentially yeah. and and, and see see where we are and uh yeah. So we're going to do that. Another UFC episode. This, these are the best episodes, honestly. Honestly, the best episodes. Um, my favorite to do by far. You guys don't seem to fucking like them at all. But, you know, fucking nothing, I, nothing I could do there, I guess. The range of emotions that you go through, man, is like biblical. <laughs> like, I, I, I love yeah, it. I mean, just like, I'm a showman, you know, Steve. And the, You know what? You are a showman, Zach. I, that pack shirt is the fire, though, man. That's that's what you kids say. The fire. It's yeah, litty. Not me. I don't fucking say that. Uh, this is PAX 2016. Looks good, man. Thank I you. like it. I like it. I like it. Are you are you saddened at all? Are you saddened by the loss of the eagle? Yes, I am. Right. I I'm. It is no shock to anybody that I'm a huge Khabib fan. I just I like watching him fight. Um, I like watching people try to solve the puzzle that is Khabib. You know, uh, that one is that's huge, right? No one has figured out how to solve it. Everyone keeps saying, oh, we see things in his game plan. We see holes. We see this. We see that. And then Khabib goes and outstrikes Justin Gaethje in, the, in round one, potentially. And, you know, that's it's it's interesting to see what he's become, right? Because it's he's different than what he was. And he's evolved. And he has this very rudimentary striking, to be fair. Very rudimentary. Uh, but somehow makes it effective, right? And it's... It's all on the back of that fear that that he puts in you that, you know, he shot in the middle of the cage, by the way. Did you yeah, see that? I saw that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And he shot up against the cage from a mile away and got the takedown. You know, it's crazy. As much as we've uh, talked about that, it dawned on me. I was like, <clears throat> I might have been a bit too hard on Khabib in regards to him not shooting uh, for the, the strong double leg, considering how many injuries I was reviewing his career and considering how many like blown out knees, back injuries, torn torn ligaments. Like his mm-hmm. body's been through a lot. He broke his and foot he, three weeks before this fight. That's what men are made of. He Not had, like me and you. He had like measles in the beginning of his camp. And like he had one of the worst camps he's ever had, apparently, according to Javier Mendez, if we're going to believe that or not. Really? Worse in what way? He said, uh, so the first three weeks of the camp, measles or mumps or whatever it was went through aka apparently where he was nice. doing where he's doing his training uh and he got it a, in week two and then obviously dealing with the the issues with his father passing and and trying to really decide if he wants to take the fight or not um and then also breaking his foot three weeks out of the fight that's a hard fucking training camp man that's extremely hard just the death of his dad alone man it's, it's, it's incredible yeah so the father trainer uh, dynamic is all it's one of legend in any combat sport sure. right you look at dads who've raised their kids to be boxers and their cornermen typically mm-hmm. you see some stuff that you don't want to see right like the dad sure. becomes abusive or he's a jackass or jealous. But or jealous of the success because his career didn't take off and the but to see the relationship that Khabib had with his dad and also you got to take in the cultural difference too that sure. you know it's if there's a reverence there right watching that video with Khabib his dad and that bear that if that doesn't get you to the point of wanting to cry, I saw yeah. one that had some like new age music playing, and I was just like, "Oh man, this is this is killing me." 
this is killing me. And then to see the impact that it had on his entire team and his career, right? Like and everyone there's career. Yes. It's so weird. I was trying to explain to someone else, man. They were like, why is it different than an American gym? I'm like, it's not different. Same principles, but you're talking about something a little bit different. You're talking about a different honor code. There's a real martial arts philosophy right, that goes right, right, right. that goes with a uh, sambo training and combat sambo and it's one of the things that i i know i'm gonna if anyone watches i know i'm gonna get tore up for this the one thing that's usually missing in the american mma gyms is the martial arts aspect you get a lot of like bro behavior right you right, right, right. <laughs> you I, know know I know exactly what you mean right <laughs> you know what the, I mean? it's the, like it the, lacks the yes, discipline yes. and the honor and the and the the very like stringent way that a, a gym is supposed to be run right in well, yeah. traditionally martial arts um where it becomes it becomes like uh like a, almost a frat house or a fraternity exactly. right a, a, a group of people who like-minded people uh over here in the u.s which you know both of it has its you know yeah, both ha have has its ways drawbacks. But there's what one U american champion right now like just Ipe. Yeah. it's just, just Ipe Ipe. at the moment right so you know, maybe there's something to it, but yeah, the way that Khabib's father ran that camp was very, very like strict, right? Screamed at Javier Mendez. Yeah. One day when he yeah, showed yeah. up late for, for, for practice. But this isn't a time for uh, somber reflection. This is a time to celebrate the triumphant career and life of Khabib's dad and of Khabib himself, man. Uh, I agree. Let's 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 talk about the card first. Let's 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 talk about this card because. You're probably going to have some interesting takes on it. So if you're not a hardcore fan and you're looking at this, you're not looking at a lot of potential in the card. But we got some we got, we got some fun fights out of this. One fight that was an honorable mention on the prelim cards. I I can't believe this guy is still fighting. They still book him, and I love it. Smiling Sam Alvey versus uh, Jung Dung Da Un. Did you watch that fight at all? Um, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> So all right, so uh, Jung is uh, like he's he's a he's a highly talented prospect at light okay. heavyweight, right? He's got great power. He's got very good boxing boxing above average boxing for MMA for sure. Yeah, he's what got about for great, what about for light heavyweight? Very good for light heavyweight. Okay. Like he's not ready for a Glover Teixeira at this moment in his okay. career, but close. Give him, some, but close. Like his. Now, I'm not going to I'm not I, I know what you're thinking in your head. You're like, Steve, but you said the same thing about the guy that got dry humped by Stylebender. True. I did say that. That guy yeah. does have great body. <laughs> but according to Steve, he has good boxing. <laughs> but everyone's boxing looks bad when they're fighting a superior fighter. Dude, Sam Alvey <laughs> <laughs> styled on this poor kid for most of the fight. Right. Yeah. And the kid is just trying to make the adjustments because he's used to being the hammer. He's coming in. He's leading with the hook. And Sam Alvey's doing something he's never done in his career. He's stepping off to the left and hitting him with a jab. He's stepping off to the right and hitting him with a hook. He's doing all types of stuff. I didn't even know Sam Alvey could throw kicks. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like I didn't. I've never seen him throw a kick in his career before, even when he was on the Ultimate Fighter. And then all of a sudden, as Sam Alvey's about to coast in to victory, mm -hmm. Jung snaps out of it. And he's like, I can't get beat by this guy. <laughs> this will literally be the end of my career. Stops throwing hooks and makes the appropriate adjustment because he realizes his hooks are extending past Sam Alvey's head because mm -hmm. Alvey's moving in to kind of muff the punch. He said, next time Alvey did it, he went to the well too many times. Kid shortens the hook into an elbow, catches him dead on the temple. Oh. And sports him, Alvy just looked like he deflated. <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst, 
Dude, it wound up being a, a unanimous draw. Great yeah. showing for Sam Alvey. You know what's really great about that? His wife was an American top model, has no martial arts background, got married to this guy. Now she is an active member of his corner and not an idiot either. She actually, even Daniel Cormier says she knows what she's talking about. She's calling out the hits. She's throwing out the secret code for combos. Good for him. Don't give Sam Alvey any more fights though i think at this point in his career it's dangerous and it's ironic that i'm saying this given our prior conversation before the show at this point in his career it's dangerous for him to be doing this right it's like <laughs> it took me a second to realize what conversation uh we did a, we had a long pre-show today <laughs> so i i just it's it's time right this is why they should hire you this could be a full-time employment gig for you zach you could be the guy they send in to tell the uh the gatekeepers like hey you know what it's been one hell of a run and you give them the old yellow speech, rub their bellies, take them out back, and say, "That's it for you, little buddy," and put him down. I can't. I I can't see why they would give him another one. He's going to get killed. He's going to get hurt. Let him die. Um, then we went. Then we move on to your boy Alex Oliveira. I'm going to let you kick this one off because I would love to hear <laughs> what you I thought. See, of I didn't see this fight. You didn't see this fight? No. I like I said. Like I said earlier, is I came in right as. Uh, Nathaniel Wood was being uh, was walking into the cage. So Rachmanov, obviously, you know, he's coming out of Kyrgyzstan, Sambo champion, a lot of great fighters coming out of there, man. And uh, they gave him to someone that's a veteran, right? I thought this was a too big of a step up in competition until I started looking this kid up. I'm like, man, he's 13 0. This is going to be a really tough outing for him. You could not tell. The one noticeable punch uh, Oliveira got was a step-in cross that caught the kid off uh, off guard. And then after that, it was downhill. Like, I mean, systematically walked him down yeah. and just bro- and broke him down. This kid is definitely going to make it on my list of people to people watch. To watch. Yeah. Yes, 100%. 100 Okay, okay. And I want to address something that I know you're not listening to right now, but I'm going to drag you into this controversy because you're my boy. No, no, not listen. You're not listening to this controversy. Paulie Marginali, boxer outside of MA, yeah. ha- has recently declared that boxing is now controlled by Europeans. This is causing a lot of controversy, obviously. <laughs> in America. But there's some data to back up in regards to what he's saying. If he was to make that a broader statement, combat sports. I want to see who's going to slow down the onslaught of fighters coming from Russia and Kazakhstan and that province, Kazakhstan. Because right now, if you think about it, name, there's only one person that's defeated two of them in the row. And it's a guy you would never think. It's Bearju, the Scott, the light heavyweight. He's choked out two Sambo submission champions in his UFC career. But I just, I, I want to see where this whole thing is going because at this point, like you said before the show, we only have one American champ. It's gonna be that. That was weird. Where'd you go? Yeah, my fucking my webcam broke. Um, yeah, I mean we have one American champ at the moment. So, but great fight, great fight, man. You should if you get a chance, go back and watch that one again. I missed the Nathaniel Wood one, so you're gonna have to lead me on the dance on this one. Or you or you walked in late for it, correct? Um, no, no. So I actually I saw this fight. I saw I saw all of the Nathaniel Wood, um, Casey Kenny fight. Very very okay. good in my opinion. Um. It was just from start to finish, they were just throwing at each other, right? And that's that's what it was. It just became a fucking a brawl in the middle of the ring, and 
yeah, I thought the decision was pretty good. Um, I thought the decision might have been iffy. I think because it was a fight where you could see it going either way. Um, and that those are fights are scary, right? Especially when you're in a foreign country, you don't know who the judges are. I mean, judges are always <laughs> bad in the UFC, to be fair. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I I could see it going either way, but though they those guys threw out a pace that was insane. That was insane. I I did see this fight because this is the one you texted me, and I went back and I watched it. Mm-hmm. The, so, so Wood, I'm I'm gonna put my money on the table right now, man. He has everything it takes to be a champion. The problem was he walked into Casey Kenny that night, and Casey yeah, Kenny yeah, yeah, yeah. was <laughs> he was losing some of those exchanges in the first round. It definitely looked like mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, this is not gonna turn out well for him. But he turned it on. He yeah, turned it on man. in the <laughs> he turned it on the last round. You're right. It was just the crazy. amount of. The amount of inside leg kicks these guys were throwing Just at each other. Back like- and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It was like one for one and one for one and one for one and one for one and hook and one for one and one for one. It was like it was actually pretty. It was actually really, really intense. It was actually a very, very good fight in my opinion. They were so fast too and like it's just so technically sound, man. What do you think about Casey Kenny's future, man? Like I, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon yet, but. No, I'm, not, I'm not in the bandwagon yet, but like right. I'm like outside the station. You know, I'm not even in the station yet. I'm not buying my ticket. I'm not like on the platform waiting. I'm not on, I'm not number one on the seat, right? But I'm like, you know, I'm there. I'm like walking by. I'm like, huh, Casey Kenny, huh? All right, All right. okay. You know, that that's where I am with him right now. I don't think it's any more than that. Um, fun to watch. Fun to watch. Do you think he should fight one more time this year? Because I think this is number. Th- I think this is number three for him uh, already. Uh, yeah, he fought. <laughs> four this is number <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah february may october 3rd october 24th no no he doesn't fight again this year he fights maybe january but <clears throat> dude you gotta love uh covid ufc like you, you just gotta love the effect that it's had on people way better <laughs> like, i don't know if we're gonna get a check next week i, I need to take this fight you know that's the pitch dane is giving them yeah. like, <laughs> food Everyone needs it in these uncertain times. Everyone uncertain wants time. it. <laughs> Will you fight for it though? Yeah, this. I mean, this guy's making five grand a fight, right? Like, he's not. He's barely paying his bills with, with what the UFC pays him at, at this rate. But, um, yeah, incredible fight. I thought that was definitely fight of the night, one hundred percent. And I thought that bonus was correct on that. Um, there wasn't anyone even close to that on fight of the night, in my opinion, because fight of the night has to be competitive. And you know, if you ask me, um, and that was one hell of a fight for sure. Dude, fight of the night actually has to be something that makes you want to sit up and go, I'll watch that again when it's free on YouTube. Yes. I'll watch that fight over, <laughs> over and over again. again when it's uploaded illegally on YouTube with like some weird music <laughs> behind it. Absolutely. With a little, uh, it's in a little box. Yeah. It's in a little box and it moves every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can't really pick it up on the algorithm, right? Um, the watermarks. <laughs> Stefan Struve, man. This Don, this is a- just he needs to retire. He didn't look competitive. Yeah. He tried to throw, I don't know, fifty-five kicks towards Tai Tuavasa. And and once Tuavasa got around it, he hit him. Good for Tuavasa to get back in the wind column for sure. Um, I yeah. actually do enjoy watching Tuavasa fight. I think he's fun. Um yeah. especially at heavyweight. Heavyweight has a lot of a lot of stinkers, right? And then when you get up into the top ten, and it's like, oh, okay, these guys are good. But like, yeah, I like Tai Tuavasa. Um, I actually like Stefan Shrew too, but he he doesn't have a chin left, man. He got knocked. No. He got knocked out. 
Isn't it like harder to throw a punch up, right? Unless you lose power going up. Yeah, take a little snap off of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, how many times has this guy been knocked out? And he's he's a foot taller than the ring. Like, he was getting held up against the cage. He was like leaning leaning outside of the ring, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, someone tickle his ear or something. That'd be hilarious. But <laughs> it's just coming. Over. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm dead. Um, no, very, very good. Very, very good for for two of us to get back in the win column. Um, yeah and and do his thing that's that's where we're at I'm sorry. I'm sorry. give me a second yeah here's the thing here's the thing um, okay so two of us did something that was amazing right but you got to think the stefan struve like someone's got to tell you like hey man you're, you're extremely like, just tall cut this it. guy's really short you're gonna have to hit him with a knee as he's coming in you don't need to be throwing head kicks bro Dude, I didn't like think of that. <laughs> You don't need to be winging fucking karate kicks to try to think throw, this guy. He wasn't throwing head kicks, dude. He was throwing like waist high kicks for Stefan Struve, and it, it just happened to hit him in the face. You know, he was like once upon a time, like a highly sought after, touted. I'm sure because he's so talent. big, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like people. That. Like, and then, and then he actually has a pretty decent ground game man but it's it's time man i know dane and these guys don't want to let anyone go right now because they need active bodies but it's time to sit down with sean shelby me and active bodies when the last time stefan strew fought exactly they need someone that's willing to step in but it's 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 time just just sit down with sean and you had that you have the hard conversations like i remember there was a time when ufc last year remember they cut like 20 fighters or something crazy in one day like just like you're you're done yeah well they they were on top of the world right at least i thought they were um this year of fighting by the way has been spectacular Uh it's been amazing it's been incredible the ufc has put on some fantastic fantastic fights um you do have to give them like uh, as much credit as you possibly can Um, all the credit yeah yeah they've just been it's been a, a very very good year um Dude, this is going to go down as a banner year. Maybe not business-wise for their parent company, but for the oh, actual no. for the actual property of UFC. This is a year that you want to sell after. Yeah. No, seriously. No, seriously, right? Because you're on top of the world. Everyone's like, oh, my God, the UFC looks amazing right now. And right, and it's like, oh, it's COVID, so they're not going to make that much money. So the, the finances make sense. We can get them at a lower valuation. And then, like, next year, we're just going to pop off if we do this again. And... Now, it is the first year of the ESPN contract, and if I think if you remember back to the Fox Sport 1 contract, that first yeah. year was also very good, if I remember correctly, and then it kind of, like, petered out a little bit. But I think the fights, like, a lot of fights right now to be made in the UFC are, like, some of the best that have ever been made. Yeah, well, because I really do think that uh, they've, they're starting to embrace the philosophy of fight the best fighters now fight them young, get them, get them in their primes, and put on the matches that people yeah. want to see. Yeah. And then I'm not. And, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but the guy that was in before Sean Shelby was a prick, and there's no other way to describe it. If there was anyone that was crooked in the UFC, it was Joe Silva. Oh, okay. I said his name. Joe Silva is quite possibly, yeah. I think, one of the main reasons that a lot of fights got lost. He signed Khabib, because, right? Yes, he did sign Khabib. He did sign Khabib, but that don't count for shit. Like, look what he did to poor Brandon Schaub, the greatest to ever do it. The, 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 best, the, the absolute <laughs> best. My patient saint. The hybrid, man. Is that what his nickname was? Yeah. <laughs> hybrid of what? Getting knocked the fuck out? It was supposed to be some type of suggestion of how he was a 
new age fighter. Like new breed fighter. I'm sorry. New age implies he probably has sure? crystals in hybrid or uh hybrid was it? I thought it was Big Brown. Oh no, here uh, it was the Sting, the Hybrid, and then Big yeah. Brown. Uh what was Ronda Rousey's husband's name? Uh Travis Brown, but he had uh forget it. His career is over anyway. But it's time to get Struve out of there. Two of our uh he needs to I have the perfect matchup for him, actually. And it's not it's not someone that would be necessarily easy for him, but I actually would not mind seeing him go up against Curtis Blades. Let me make my case here for a second, man. You're slaughtering <laughs> this poor kid, man. You're slaughtering him. You're like, all right, well, let's tune up Curtis Blades to take on fucking whoever after after Stipe retires. That's literally what that fight is. That's the, that's the, you, you can't convince me otherwise. You literally listen, cannot. Listen, Tuvar has been down there training with DC. His wrestling, yeah, according... Yeah. Uh, According to DC, is growing rapidly. I think that you know what a sprawling brawl, as we learned with uh, Curtis's last fight, might gas him out. We might actually get to see something exciting. Not that Curtis isn't an exciting fight, but I want to, I want, I want, I want to get an Eastern Island person up there a little bit higher, man. I, I feel as if though I missed the Mark Hunt era, and I think we could get it again with too far, man. I think we can get some of those walk off knockouts once again. You don't think so? Man, I don't know, man. Mark Hunt had like that. This is a left hook that was like <laughs> absurd, dude. Absurd. Like they talk, they're talking about Francis's power, but that fucking yeah. Mark Hunt put people away, dude, and yeah. would hit him, and then be like, "All right, well, nothing else to do here, boys. Going home." Dude, he hit Frank Mayer, and Frank Mayer literally started raising his hands to God after he hit him. <laughs> his round, dude. Like, like that's when you know you really got a good shot at yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, like that that Buckley knockout where he fucking spin kicked that guy and then just walked away. Right, like Mark Hunt did that throughout his entire career. You could watch him like in like pride doing that to people and just it would hit him and walk away. And, and like, if you have that much confidence. Because, like, I've seen people get hit, get knocked out, and then just, like, back yeah. into it immediately. And, like, yeah. where a ref wouldn't stop it, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit people so fucking hard that that never happened. Dude, he knocked out Big Country, the greatest to ever jump up on the octagon cage. No one's ever jumped up there as good as uh, Roy Nelson did. But he slept him. Like, slept I mean, I him. thought he was... I thought he was dead. Yeah. Like I literally <laughs> thought he got away with going into a country bar, beating Roy Nelson to death, and then leaving. It was horrible. But we need some more of that in, in the heavyweight division. I'm not saying that we don't have heavy hitters in there, man. But uh, it is it's a stink fest right now, right? Like, and if anyone's willing to debate the subject outside of the top four, you start looking at the prospects that are coming up, in and no one's in heavyweight. I, I would say outside the top ten, maybe. I'm trying to think of anyone that stands out to me after the top five. I think Overeem Zach's Franco's good. out of the top five. No, not the Reem. Dude, Reem's I feel, like, goat, dude. I feel like the Reem would be a great ho- get- guest on this show. Oh, I, I, like, think, I think Reem would be a great person to just hang out with in general. <laughs> uh, Reem is number five. JDS is number six. Alexander Volkov is number seven. Augusto Sakai is number eight. And it just keeps getting worse. Zero gain, zero gain at thirteen. Zero gain may, might have the best striking in, in the entire in the entire heavyweight division. New blood, man. We need to bring over. They actually have some really great heavyweights. Surprisingly enough, in Bellator, there's some people yeah, that they're Bellator looking has at. Some good heavyweights for sure. <laughs> that they're looking at and they're thinking about uh, bringing on. And I'm just like, God damn it, dude. I'm telling you, man. Zero gain is going to be is going to be crazy once they can get him a few fights. Yeah, this dude's striking is insane. Is absolutely insane. 
dude, uh, your boy Stipe, man, he's uh, been kind of quiet. He just, I mean, he deserves to be quiet right now. He doesn't have to say anything. He's the champion, but he should go home. You know, the fucking he should retire. I, there's you no, think so? there's no reason for him to take the Francis fight. He he dominated Francis in the first fight. Yeah, the only reason is a, you would take that fight again. I don't think he would back away from it because Francis has fought his way back to title sure. contention. No, listen, fight. I get it. But there's my my point there is what is there at heavyweight for Stipe? Right, he Nothing. hasn't fought Rosenstrike, um, but I don't think Rosenstrike hits him the way he hits everyone else. Um, Rosenstrike is going down the minute he throws one of those sloppy hooks. He's oh, for sure, double leg. Beaten within an inch of his life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't see the Francis fight going any different, in, in my opinion. Francis has gotten much better. I, I get that. His his striking has gotten better. His s- defense has gotten better. I, I don't know. Everything has gotten better on Francis. I still don't think he's on Stipe's level. I think the Jones fight would be the perfect send-off fight. That's it. Yeah, that's that's all that's left, right? Because there's, there's like... No. It's a 50-50 fight for me still. Um, Stipe's the bigger guy. Stipe is going to be... You know, he's used to fighting at heavyweight. John's coming up. Um, John's the better technical fighter, in my opinion. But Stipe seems to have this this uncanny ability to change a game plan mid mid fight and have to make you rethink uh, on how to fight him. Right. And, you know, again, it's John. Right. John. John commands the octagon better than anyone. Maybe ever. Um, definitely ever. John is John's the best at everything he's ever done um inside the octagon but I, I don't know I, you know I don't know right if Stipe throws you for a fucking loop he's not gonna go down like like everyone else John has fought and yeah I don't know it's a 50-50 fight for me actually that's what makes it actually I think that would be an, a real fans fight and the reason is for the reasons you just laid out there Stipe is a very intelligent fighter knows how to make a good adjustment knows how to but stick John's to his game an- plan is really important very important. John's also an extremely intelligent fighter. Sure. John's, John's also very good at examining the fight before the fight. I really do think he walks in there going, all right, so this is going to be a dangerous fight for me to put out any offense with my fist. It's going to be a leg kick game until I can bait a person in. He's never going to rest, try to wrestle with someone. It's going to be a diminishing return. The only reason he did that to DC was because he was a taller guy, and it just makes and sense to be able I to... I think he was proving a point with DC, but... Everyone should prove a point with DC. Like... I'm, I can this, sh- did I text you I, that DC's face was so punchable? You did. I, okay, you did. Right. And I was just like, I saw his face right there with the, the Popeye's chicken. And I was like, it is it very punchable. <laughs> they used to be a subreddit. Huh? They used to be a Punchable faces. And it just went to shit. We're not going to talk about it. Dude, you know what the crazy thing about poor DC is, though, man, is uh, in every scenario where he should be cheered, whenever he's shared the stage with John Jones, John Jones. he's always been booed. Yeah. <laughs> always booed him. Yeah, but dude, anyway, I don't know. Okay, we're not gonna talk about DC Jones. I can't anymore. <laughs> you can't talk about DC. But anyway, man, moving on to so, I missed all but two fights on the actual main card, but they were the two most important fights. So you take me through this, this eclectic group, this motley crew of people that I'm looking at here on the screen. All capable fighters. All, oh, all very men. good. Very good. Oh, uh, so you're talking about what the first two fights on the on the main card? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Magomed Ankalev um, walked through this guy. <laughs> he did. He commanded he fight the entire time. Commanded him. It was it. It was it. it. It wasn't anything spectacular. It was just a. It was a fairly one sided fight. And then he 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 knocked him out. So um, 
or TK Otama, I can't, I can't remember. It was so unmemorable. Um, the Lauren Murphy fight was actually very, very interesting. This uh, Lilia uh, Shakarov, Shakarova lady seems to be very, like a very good prospect coming into the UFC, especially as a as a as a female fighter because we know how much the UFC cares about them. Um, seemed to be very, very good, right? She seemed to be the faster, maybe even more on point fighter. Lauren Murphy after um I was it like she's on a four or five fight winning streak right now. Uh something yeah. happened. I don't I don't know what it was. I, I they talked about it on the broadcast where she either changed camps or like maybe, maybe decided to refocus on, on what her her uh, idea really was. Um she just overwhelmed her and got her to the ground and subbed her, right? Like that's that's essentially all that's essentially what happened. Um she got through the flurry of of Lilia and and just kind of waited the waters and found her opportunity and got her first win by submission. So Nice, dude. Yeah, Lauren Murphy has been. She's actually been around for quite some time. She's been around a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see her have a resurgence of career. I don't know. See, this is, who the hell are these guys, man? One of them looks familiar. Phil, my my boy Phil here looks familiar. Phil Hawes. Phil Hawes is coming off of uh, Dana White Contender Series. Is on their last month. He was on That's for a quite. second time, and then came in and just fucking finished this dude. Murderized and. Him. Very, 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 very good fight. Uh, the highlights were longer than the fight. It was 18 seconds long. Very good. Walked him down and <laughs> knocked him out. Um, the, these three fights, though, uh, the Volkov-Walt Harris fight, very good. I, I thought it was very good. I hate to root against poor Walt Harris after everything yeah. he had been through. I thought Walt Harris looked good, actually. To be honest with you, in that first round, I thought he looked pretty good. And then Volkov just kept, he kept kicking him in the stomach or something. And then eventually basically stopped him with it with a stomach kick where Walt Harris audibly was uncomfortable by the kick. Did you not see, did you see this fight or no? No, I didn't, I didn't see it. What did, so he kicked him in the stomach. He's like, Oh, <laughs> and then Volkov was like, all right, boys, we're going to town. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, I thought, I thought Harris looked okay in the first round. Um, again, very, very, it was a very one-sided fight. It was a very, very one-sided fight to be fair. So the thing about, uh, Volkov is you have a guy who has a very defined skill set with him. He is an amazing striker, yep. especially at heavyweight. And yep. I'm talking about all points of contact, fist, elbows, knees, foot. He can yeah, hit you with every part everything. and on different angles. Walt Harris, another guy, respectfully, that I don't want to say anything negative about. He's a fighter that has not really distinguished any skill set, right? Like he's a heavy hitter for sure. Yeah. But we're starting to get further and further away from those days in MMA. Have you noticed that? Like right. well, the heavy hitter doesn't always win, right? Right, exactly. And especially now we know that. And then you would learn this early on. It's it's pretty ironic that before the Jets guy would make the heavy hitter look like an idiot once he got his hands on him. But we had an era in the UFC yeah, where all you needed... yeah, Yes. Yeah, <laughs> when you had the one-hitter quitters, I actually this is a revolutionary idea. I think Walt Harris should focus on his cardio and his physique. And he I think he can actually make 205. I agree. I think he, I think that maybe where he's at right now, it's a it's a dangerous spot. Because if you're getting if you got I was just saying what he weighed in at. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you can't get if you are in the octagon with a guy who can see that tail early on, and I'm saying no one really wants to take body kicks, but also I just think maybe to give him some time to kind of move around and get get to a better spot in his career, right? He's 13 yeah. and 9. I know I know this isn't in boxing, but it's a dangerous place where your records your record is that close together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like No, listen, I get that. Um 
I don't know. I like I like watching Walt Harris's fights. Right, they're always usually very good. Um, he thinks he's the best striker in the heavyweight division. I think he's slightly delusional. Not true. Um, not true. No, not in any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah, man. But he's fought two two highly ranked guys in a row, right? Oh, absolutely. He fought, absolutely. Al- he fought Alistair Overeem and he fought fucking Alexander Volkov. To to the, the the two best strikers probably in other than maybe Cyril Gain, the two best strikers in the heavyweight division, um, technically at least. Um, yeah, Walt Harris needs to drop to 205. I think that's a really, really good call. And actually drop to 205, and I think pick I think, a he, does, I think he does well at 205. I think he does extremely well at 205 until, you know, he starts making it to the upper upper rankings. But I think maybe he's just spending more time on the cardio the Muay Thai, the kickboxing, and a bit more, less time focusing and hoping to get that one hit a quitter and then ultimately go for a top control because that's where his victories are. They're yeah. all top control. Ground and pound. Yep. So now we come to the co-main. You cannot bet against Robert Whitaker, man. You Never, say- bro. I would, take, I would take that bet a thousand times out of a thousand. Let's just talk about this guy for a second, man. So the man gets starched. What was it? Two times in the Why? same fight or twice in the same fight superior striker robert whitaker is a man who's never ducked a fight never tried to reschedule a no. fight he has fought everybody that's been put in front of Ever. him from the from the welterweight division to where he went to middleweight dude mm-hmm. and he's always done it with class and he's a very impressive dude man mm-hmm. he absolutely was amazing yeah. in his fight man yeah i yeah, <laughs> you know, there's the, there's no two ways around it, man. He looked that Robert Whitaker against Adesanya is a mu- is a much better fight. Um, it, it just is right. I don't think Adesanya is that far ahead of where a, a Whitaker is to make him, you know, to to for that to be the difference. If you get what I'm saying, right? I, I don't right. think that I think it was a game plan issue. I, I don't know what it was, right? Uh, of what Robert Whitaker going into that, but. I think that Robert Whitaker there gives Izzy a, a Kelvin Gastelum level fight. Um, truly, truly, uh, that he looked very good. You know, to be fair, he, he you know he's having another kid. He wants to go home, yeah. spend time with the family. Don't even worry about a fight. He doesn't want to be in a training camp for for when the for when his next child is born. He said. So yeah, you know, hopefully the middle of next year is when we get the Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker fight. Um, I think that's that's what they need to target next. I think Whitaker puts up a, a much better, much much better fight. Um, I don't, dude. Robert Whitaker getting knocked out is actually one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my entire life. I feel like uh, he went two men fucking wars with Yoel yeah. Romero, and yeah. to be fair, I think Yoel probably hits harder than Adesanya, right? Yeah, not, not as accurate, not as clean, not as good of a striker. I get that, but devastating in in terms of pure power. Um. Yeah, I think I think what uh, Yoel Romero probably hits a little bit harder. Um, I'm interested. I'm I'm very interested for this for this. What my idea of what happens is Whitaker goes beats Adesanya in, in like in like impressive fashion, right? Not like goes and like oh he just he barely outpointed him, right? He goes and either stops Adesanya with some sort of submission. Or he like it's a it's a unanimous decision like five five rounds to zero or something gets the belt and retires right that's my idea for Robert Whitaker Robert Whitaker's twenty nine he's like barely older than me he's like twenty nine years old or something but 
he's 23 and five. And I bet you 20 of those fights are in the UFC, right? He's been in the yeah. UFC for almost a decade. Um, I, I want him to be fully there for when his kids grow up. That That's my idea. Right. I don't right, care right, about, right. I, you know, he's a fighter. I get that. And, and, and all of that, but at, we'll say 24 and five coming back, getting your title and, and doing it in a fashion where it's like, Oh, we don't even need to see the trilogy. Cause like the first one was a fluke in my, in my opinion, not, not what I'm actually saying, but um, if, if he could prove us wrong of, of on the Izzy fight and just retires, cause he's, he's just the best. Right. And then that's, yeah. and then he's, he's fucking Robert Whitaker, the dad. And then, you know, goes on and lives his life. Right. And that's ultimately, that's what I want in my, in my guys like Robert Whitaker in fighting, you know, yeah. um, you want them to sail off with their mental fortitude. fortitude. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want. I want them to. Uh, Dustin Poirier is a, another very good example. Yes. I, I want those guys to be, you know, them in fifteen years and not, uh, you know, two thirds of them, right? And like you can look at Chuck Liddell as a good example. Chuck Liddell is is two thirds of what Chuck Liddell was before he oh, he, he was a he was signed to the UFC. Um, Tito Ortiz that, is a good example. Um, oh no, that that was Jen, uh, that was Jenna Jameson's fault. That has nothing to do with the concussion. Oh, that was the okay. Um, <laughs> that's what I want for Robert Whitaker, in my opinion. Now, what would happen is Whitaker goes back, wins the fight. There's a trilogy, right? And that might be one of the most compelling trilogies I've ever seen because Izzy is this incredible striker, decorated. Robert Whitaker is just a he's just a longtime UFC guy, you know. And that would be really and. You know him versus Yoel twice. That, that, you know, one and two is maybe the best single fight sequel. You know yeah. that, that maybe we've ever seen because because uh, of what those fights were. Um, yeah, that's that's dude, where that's where I am with it. Do you? So the thing about Robert Whitaker, man, right? So his, you know, getting beat by Wonder Boy at welterweight, he came up. He felt like the weight cut was too much after a while, and his body was just starting to really fill out. So he comes up to middleweight, man, and he is on—he is one of three men that did something that a lot of people didn't think it was possible with Yoel. And I'm talking about Yoel and his prime, yeah. right? Yeah. He fought Yoel. Fought, fought him. him. Fought him. Like, like, stood there and fought that man. He fought a smart fight, but he fought him nonetheless. The only other guy to ever give Yoel the type of trouble that he had, obviously besides uh, Acosta, but that's I thought that was a more diminished Yoel, was surprisingly enough Tim Kennedy, um, Tim Kennedy, and uh, he fought, I believe he fought Derek Brunson, and Derek Brunson gave him some trouble too, and then Yoel got him out of there post-stat. <laughs> but he went, in there, like, he went in there and he fought Yoel twice. You go back and watch those fights, arguably both. Two fights that will go down in middleweight history, yeah. right? As amazing fights. You're correct. Robert Whitaker is an extremely intelligent fighter. He made a good transition from uh, traditional karate into MMA, right? Mm -hmm. This is a guy that came off the uh, Ultimate Fighter, Australia versus uh, versus England, right? And, which was a weird season, by the way. A lot of weird stuff going on that season. Yeah. Extremely strange. And he has marched his way up to the belt. Here's the problem with the matchup with him and Adesanya, in my opinion. Yep. First fight. First fight. I agree with everything you're about to say. I, I don't even have to listen to it. I know exactly what you're saying. I agree with every every bit of it. First fight, Robert Whitaker is fighting the way he has fought for a while now and has gotten him success. When he beat Jacare, he said out loud, everyone's like, what are you going to do that no one else has been able to do against Jacare? He's like, well, I can't do anything different, can I? He's like, the game plan is not to get taken down and to knock him out. And he's like, and I'm not even trying to be funny. He's like, that is the game plan. I have to hurt him. He did it. So he went in there after watching the Gaslam fight. I think he saw that, like, hey, pressure 
and it's a, it's a, mm-hmm. a correct assumption to make. Pressure gave Adesanya some very, very hard looks. But you have to keep in mind that Kelvin Gaslam is shorter than you. He's a harder target to hit in yeah. some instances. And also, he doesn't have some of the bad habits that poor Robert, Robert Whitaker has. That lean-in blitz, just like Holly Holmes, will we'll be get you caught. Yeah, yeah it see, will be. Your he only, in my opinion, he only did that against Cannoneer when it made sense, right? He exactly. had he had hit Cannoneer with something from the outside, took his leg out from under him, fainted yep. him in in a weird way, and then he went in. So he was he fought this he fought this fight really smart. Like I'm saying, if he fights this, if he fights Adesanya the same way he fought Jared Cannoneer. That is yeah. a, that he doesn't get knocked out. It's a much fucking better fight. Um, oh, absolutely. Path yeah. to victory. Path to victory for Robert Whitaker. Second fight. I'm calling it now, man. Robert Whitaker can still be Robert Whitaker, right? But uh-huh. if that Robert Whitaker shows up and says, hey, I'm keeping this up and uh-huh. I'm keeping this up. And instead of lunging, I'm going under that, that long arm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to coming, the body. I'm coming right into the body. Punch him in his chest. This is a little known secret that an old man in a boxing gym told me once. He's like, why are you trying to hit him in the face? He's taller than you. I want you to punch him in his chest, punch him in his body, beat him up. I agree with you. I think Robert Whitaker can do it. Not the guy that showed up in the first fight. I think he can. I I think Robert Whitaker has everything it takes to do it, right? Robert Whitaker also had one of the the fucking best lines. Did you watch the post-fight press conference? Yes, absolutely. He had one of the most hilarious lines I've ever heard in my entire life. He's like, well, I don't really want to think about the fight right now, but of course I want to fight him. You know, whether it's in my career or two old fellas in a parking lot somewhere. And I'm like, "That's, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever said. Robert Whitaker needs to be a Twitch streamer. One hundred percent. Robert, also, he I, loves video games, right? He needs to be a Twitch streamer. I think that would be a good time. I think. I think out of all like the 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 MMA fighter Twitch streamers, because there's a fucking bunch of them now, right? He's funny, dude. He, he would be the best one. You can imagine him in there playing with like fucking like uh, I don't know, I don't know, give him like Doctor Lupo or something, and they're making jokes yeah. back and forth. That shit would be very good. Very very good. Dude. What's your boy? What's your guy's name? Uh, the Australian that plays uh, Tarkov. Pastilli. Boom, boom. Right there. Play him and Pastilli. <laughs> duos in Tarkov. Charity stream. It's Call going it a fucking through. rap, dude. That's it. Dude, here's the next thing give about me, Robert. Whitaker's manager. Right. I, I also I want to comment on something you said because I thought it was very astute. So you you talked about Dustin Poirier and Robert Whitaker. Very astute statement there. I don't think you realize this. They are two fighters from exactly the same era. So these that era fighters, they, in my mind, and I've had this argument with so many people, are some of the most complete fighters that we saw yeah, come out of their generation. Very complete fighters, man. And uh, I think just like Poirier, the story's not over for Robert Whitaker. And here's another thing, man. If sure. we're talking about pure marketing, I'm going to say it. Stylebender was a dick leading up to this fight, man. And that's probably why I have... That, that's probably why I have a problem with him. I was like, dude, you don't have to talk trash about Robert Whitaker. You just get in there and beat him, and people will respect him. You know, respect you. Go sure. in there and show you the better fighter. But you, he's the type of guy where it's, it looks stupid to be that way towards him. Robert Whitaker is a real warrior, a humble man who would probably buy you food if you didn't have money. Oh, I like for it. sure, dude. For sure. For sure. Robert and Whitaker he- is on my... So I have a very short list of people who I want as a guest on this show, right? Because right. I, because I, I don't care. Like, generally, I don't care, right? Like, I, I would love... I love to have guests. I, I love all of guests that we have had on. Yeah. Um, and I think having a guest is a good time. But the show is me and you, right? Yeah. Whitaker was one of those people that I would, I would, I would literally, I would fly to Australia or New Zealand, right? New Zealand or Australia, one or the other. Australia. 
Australia. I would fly to Australia if I had to to get Whitaker on the show, right? Because I feel like he would be one of the he would be an incredible, incredible guest. I think he would fit in as well as everyone else that came on the for show. sure. Like, oh, better, like, better. better. <laughs> but, yeah, let, 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 I'm not done. I'm not done praising this man because you. Uh, when we were texting, texting after I was uh, talking about this man. Uh, here's another reason I think he can give Izzy problems, right? I think that right now would be the best time to catch him, catch Izzy. That is, because right I think his ego, hype, right, right at the yes. huge, the biggest part of his hype, and you humble yep. him. I agree. His ego is definitely starting to uh, to get to him, but he Robert Whitaker is also very astute, and he's like, you know, Izzy's got other stuff going on. He's talking about going up to light heavyweight. Someone needs to stop that conversation right now. We need to start getting nope. real. We need dude, to start getting real so, about these. He gets so smoked, dude. <laughs> Dude, here's the issue, right? John Jones hits him with three leg kicks, and and Adesanya can't walk anymore, right? Let's be fair. Adesanya doesn't have anything on his legs that would even like help the 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 welting and bruising of what John is gonna do. John hits yeah. him with a, with one of those teep kicks and fucking dislocates his knee, in my opinion, right? Like, dude, for for a, for a kickboxer, that guy has small legs, and that that's what I'm trying to say. No, I, I agree with you. There's a, like, you know, obviously if power won every fight and every power hitter would be a champion. I agree. But we're, we're talking about John's going to take the least resistance, right? The the path of least Dude, resistance. he could take him down and do what he wants with him. Let's be fair, right? <laughs> One of those kicks. I wouldn't be surprised if John just throws him out the octagon <laughs> and finally goes to prison. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you get tossed out of the octagon? I wonder. Dude, could you imagine? Like at first, it has to be a DQ. He like he like grabs him by the leg and just goes swing. Like, uh, have you ever played like the old uh, N64? How you had to beat Bowser with Mario? You grab him by the fucking tail and throw him. That's exactly what happens. He takes Izzy and throws him out of the ring. Dude, it's I honestly I agree, man. I agree. If if Robert Whitaker does beat Izzy, unless they pressure him into a trilogy fight. You can sail off into the wind. There's nothing left in his career to prove, right? Oh, I agree. And, and because he's not going to outpoint him, right? That's yeah. the thing. Whitaker is not going to outpoint Israel Adesanya. Let's be fair. Israel Adesanya right. is a, is, comes from kickboxing is traditionally a, a point, point fighting, right? Point, Where like, point, uh, point knockout. There's not, right, right, knockouts. But like the way, the way you want to be super successful in kickboxing is not get knocked out and win your fights. And point yeah. fighting is, is a really easy way to do that. And, yeah, you see that in Adesanya sometimes, where he's just picking the the, the right punches. They're like, okay, that's going to look good on a scorecard. That's going to look good on a scorecard. Not to say the man doesn't have power. He knocked out fucking. He, he knocked out Robert Whitaker. He put away uh, Paulo Costa. I get that, right? He almost put away Yoel. I, I give him that. I think Yoel kind of had some issues there. Um, I think that Robert Whitaker wins. So did you see Paulo Costa called out Whitaker? Whitaker would fucking eat that dude's lunch. <laughs> He's just trying to get back, get a little bit back. No, dude, he, does everyone did everyone have to be realize he didn't deserve to fucking be there? Like, finally, am I? Am I? Do I not look like the crazy person saying this now? He had he had no no fucking he was he in my opinion he was maybe in the top ten. He didn't beat he beat fucking Yoel beating a guy who is four for your last four. What is he? One one win in six he fights. Three. He lost the last three prior to the uh, that fight. No, lost two to Robert Whitaker and prior two to, to that, Whitaker knocked, to one knocked to, out uh, Yeah, okay, that was maybe one of the best fucking knockouts I've ever seen. But <laughs> no, you're right. You're right though. So here's the thing, man. 
Paul Acosta, he's he, you know, he's got he's a he's a macho man, right? He's got a he's he got dry hump. That was potentially hilarious. potentially sexually assaulted in the yeah, He's won one of his last five fights. Yeah. Like that to me isn't like you don't <laughs> I mean the Whitaker fights are or or is what it is, right? But you don't that doesn't make you a, a yeah. number one yeah. contender, right? Yeah. Yeah. Justin Gaethje right now is the number one contender for the title, in my yes. opinion. Walked in the interim champion, put on as good of a fight as anyone could have against mm-hmm. against what is what is Khabib, right? Because I not who he's transcended who he's he's an is now. <laughs> he's, a um, he's a what? He's like what the fuck just happened? Um, he is the number one contender in my opinion. Poirier Gaethje for the belt, and that's where you have to go because it's the last two guys, last oh, two. Oh, injured- oh, oh, oh. Don't don't you dare jump ship over to that already. Let's finish demolishing poor Paulo Costa's career. Yeah, fuck yeah. Paulo Costa. He's a bitch. Good <laughs> thing to say about that guy, right? Not Whitaker. He doesn't deserve Whitaker. No, I don't. I, no, but I would give him Darren Till. Darren Till's fighting, isn't he? Darren Till has a fight, doesn't he? No, I don't. Does he? I, I never know what that guy's up to. Darren Till is a an interesting match for him because he's not going to fight Gaslam. Paulo Costa is not going to fight Gaslam because they're even though they don't train out of the same camp, they run in the same circles. I don't think they're going. Yeah, he's fighting on December fifth. Who's fighting? he fighting? Jack Hermanson. This is the shit I'm talking about. That's man. a bad fight for Till, I think. Yeah, Dude, come on, man. If he, never mind, I'm 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 not going dis- to disrespect Hermanson, man. He. I'd rather see Till get a title shot than than Paulo Costa ever fight again. Dude, I I'm so mind. over that dude. I was so over him before he fucking fought Izzy, and then he got embarrassed. He got he landed what one strike the entire fucking fight, one leg kick. Never <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, no more. Like and, it was embarrassing. Like, it was an embarrassing it. title fight. It was yeah. Uh, that's gonna be a hard one for him to wash out. You know it's crazy. Uh, I was watching. Uh, sorry, I'm switching back to boxing. I'm gonna You're get good. so off this. I was watching some more of uh, the Lopez kid that beat Lamachenko. Uh, Lomachenko, I'm sorry, and uh, Tfima, <laughs> he's good, man. Dude, he's good. I was gonna send you the reel, but it was four o'clock in the morning, and I know there's a point I where I would have watched it. <laughs> I watched the top five knockouts, and I can see why they thought he was just coming in a power punch. It, but do you? Someone's got to do your scouting for you, Zach. Do me a favor, man. If yeah, I, I ever you. fight. Scout my fights for me. I got don't you. Me, I got you. Don't let me listen to myself like, oh, he's just a power puncher. You know what I'm saying? Like, you no, gotta no, no, have somebody in you. your corner. You. you gotta have somebody in your corner to scout. And I don't. I'm think- in the corner for sure. By the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about right now. Like in this in this, oh, hypothetical, in this hypothetical fight, yeah. in this hypothetical situation. Um, <laughs> that. Would be anyway. Moving right along, folks. Uh, oh, here's here's what's gonna happen. Robert Whitaker, unfortunately, will probably have to fight Zach's favorite fighter. And I don't. I I, I don't. Paul Costa. Paul you, don't, you think he's gonna have to fight Paul Costa? I don't. I th- I think I think the no, next Dana fight. Data said he Dana won't. Data said yeah. his next shot is, is Adesanya. Right. Yeah. And listen, if he loses to Adesanya, I think the same thing. I think I think Robert Whitaker retires. He's been he's been in the fight game. He's been in the UFC since 2012. He's 29 yeah. years old, dude. He, he he signed up for the UFC when he was or he uh, was uh, signed by the UFC at 21, and he's fought like he's fought he's fought the who's who of the yeah, UFC. Everybody. You know who dodged a fight with him? Two guys in particular, and I you know I got respect for both of them, but I'm sorry, you guys would have got starch. Chris Weidman and Michael Bisping. These both were fights. Fuck it. 
<laughs> like, those were both fights where you would have got starched. Robert Whitaker, you're the man. Jared Kerner, you're fighting Paula Costa. There, it's settled. Now we get to yeah, the main Yeah, I like event. that fight, actually. I think Paula loses that fight against against Cannoneer. I think Cannoneer's okay. a nightmare not named yeah. against people not named fucking Calvin Gastelum. Uh, <laughs> I just throw Calvin Gastelum in everywhere. I just I just like I like watching <laughs> Calvin Gastelum fight. Who needs to go back down to 70? Um, Dude, what's he doing anyway? He's, he's, got no, he's, he's lost like 97 times in a row. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Cannoneer is a good number four. I just don't think he's in the top three. That's where I was going no, about. No, I I agree with you. Put What's Yoel doing? No, he. If I hear There's one more rumor about him going up to two hundred five, it's just it's. I mean, he should. Mouth. <laughs> maybe, maybe he should. I think he. Uh, I think at this point he's mu- very much like uh, one of my favorite boxers. Where we got to stop believing the hype about a forty-year-old man and his capabilities. He's physically fit. He's a specimen, but he is starting to slow down. He hits hard. He hits hard, but I said that to Santana in the fight, the second fight against Whitaker. I'm like, he's lost a step. Yeah. It's hard to see, but it's becoming more and more noticeable. Mm-hmm. And he's he's not able to do the things that you know that he used to be able to do. If he goes up to 205, right now would be the best time, no. But he's gonna run into a Polish yeah, brick wall. Oh, in Blockovich, dude. dude. I to, okay. So to be fair, I yeah. think that fight's hard for John. What Blakovich? Yeah, yeah, I think that Blakovich fights hard for John because he's not going to do the. So like John is in the was in the same scenario as Khabib where he would go in and then just control the pace, right? I don't think Blakovich will do that. I think Blakovich will will because he is such a good technical striker. I think Blakovich goes in and, and almost does the same thing he does to Dom Reyes, right? And just hits you with that kick over and over and over. And John's prone to being hit, right? Let's be yeah. fair. John's been hit a few times in his last few fights. But he gets hit like that from Blockovich, and it's very hard to to move. Now, let's be fair. I would never vote against John Jones. I think it's just a dumb idea. But I think that that right now is is actually a more interesting fight than him going up to heavyweight. Well, the tail the tails are there, right? So Blockovich is obviously going to come in, and he's going to be aiming for the legs. There's clearly that's clearly something that John skated by in his career. No one ever threw leg kicks at him ever. Go look at the footage. Look no, at the footage. I'm I'm thinking. No, he's the like, one who invent- no. he's the one who brought it into the UFC essentially, right? Like he the, brought the, the oblique in. Yeah. yeah, and so Blankovich comes in. You're right. He he's going to soften those legs up. He's going to go for the. He's definitely going to go for the midside because he's not going to be trying to head hunt with the head the head kick. But here, this is the only path to victory for John. And the thing you have to worry about the most: what does the adjustment look like? What does the scout looks like? What does the scouting of the fight look like prior to that? Because if he comes in and he says, okay, I know he's going for my legs. I know he's going for the midsection. John might just do what Corey Anderson should have done when he went in there. And maybe if Dom Reyes had the ability to do says, I'm not striking tonight. I'm really going to rely on the fact that I can just, I I might be able to take this guy down and control him. What is uh, Blakovich's like uh... background? Yeah. Kickboxing, clearly. Boy time, but uh, he's got his uh, his wrestling's gotten a lot better. His takedown defense has gotten a lot better. He trains with Goss, doesn't he? Does he? He he trains out of Poland, but there's no way he doesn't go to that camp and 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 train, right? I I guess, man. I feel so bad, bro. If dude, if I'm in Poland, there's no fucking way if I have that resource of Alexander Gustafsson that close. Switzerland, Swiss, Swedish. They're right. They're right there, dude. Are they that close to each other? Bro, so it's like Russia. Here's Sweden. Oh, hold on. Here's Russia. Here's Sweden over here. And Poland's like right here, dude. It's it's a it's a like a it's like a four hour flight or some shit. Like <sighs> Yeah. 
Oh, he's he's a black belt in BJJ, by the way. Is he? Yeah, under Joe or Jose Morera. I don't know who that is. Ah, uh, the Morera clan. Yeah. <laughs> well, that goes back a long time. Um, um, yeah, he, he was taught by Carlson Gracie. <laughs> so that's where he comes from. Um, he's got the pedigree. Here's the thing, man. Um, I think that's a hard fight for John. I think every let's be real, man. Every fight at this point in John's yeah, career sure. is going to be extremely hard. Now, I don't know if they're telling John that. I honestly was uh thinking about this the other day, man. I think John, man, people are gonna get mad at me for saying this. John's been at Jackson Wink for too long. He, like, need, he I, needs it, to be out of his comfort zone. Is is what is, yeah. is that ultimately what you're saying is not like, hey, yeah. we think this camp is washed up because Jackson Wink is obviously a clearly very very good camp for any fighter to be at. But he needs to be outside of his comfort zone. Outside of his comfort zone, Rufus and, uh, Sport. <sighs> clean no, up, I've, clean up a striking. I would probably send John TriStar. I would probably send John down to uh, uh no, you know. What was TJ Dillashaw's striking coach's name? Uh, the guy that gave him steroids? That's the only, only way that I know him from. No, he didn't give him steroids. TJ was getting that from... Did he give him steroids? No, hey, he did it's not. It's always the striking coach, dude. You know, you should know that. Now. It's always <laughs> dude, the striking I, coach. They're the shadiest guys. Speaking of which, I got to go meet my guy. I'll be right back. Honestly, if I was if I was John, man, I would probably go up to Elevation and train with those guys over oh, there. Oh, uh, where is Elevation at? Uh, Colorado, is I believe. It in Denver, yeah. That's, yeah. that's where I figured. I didn't want to say that. I, uh, I just feel like he should. I feel like he should get out of his comfort zone, mm -hmm. and I think that he needs to be challenged in the way he has. You can't be the big fish in the same gym forever. But screw John. Right, right, right. I, I mean, I, I'm sure they don't call Overeem back in after the no. after the story. No. They, don't, they don't call Reem back in. I'm sure. Dude, no. If I was a trainer, man, and I had a, a talent like John on my hands early on, I'd be like, you know what you're gonna do? Just because I see you're prone to ego problems. You're going to go to a Muay Thai gym because I know you have problems with that. And you're going to do sparring every Monday, just once a week. So you can spar with the best guys yeah. and it gives you a look and you learn something different. You know what? God damn it, John. Screw you, man. I'm over you, bro. Let's talk about the man of the hour and then we'll get back to John somehow. Because he's <laughs> Always works his way in. Every single okay. show for sure. Dude, all the hype. I love with my heart. I'm thinking in my head it's going to be leg kicks. It's going to be lower kicks. It's going to be all types of stuff. Everything I thought Justin Gaethje was going to do to Khabib, Khabib did to Justin Gaethje. Listen, he, no, 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 no. Let's be fair about this, right? He hit him with every leg kick he possibly He almost took him off of his feet with a leg kick, right? Right. Khabib's front leg, like Justin Gaethje said after the fight, he's going to be limping for three weeks, right? And and I, I 100% believe, believe that. There is no one... First of all, at 55. And yep. at this point, I don't think there's anyone at 70 who, who could withstand that pressure. I, You know, listen, I, I've heard the Kamaru Uzman argument, and I get that, and Kamaru Uzman's not going to back down. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Everyone has said that about every person Khabib has ever fought, right? Right. The same thing. I Listen, you even said going into this, well, Gage is, is going to be the guy who gets up quick because he, he, he was a D1 wrestler. You had said that. And I'm like, yeah. okay. He took him down and wrapped his legs up before Gaethje knew what the fuck was going on. And I think uh, he does that to Kamaru Usman, too. Ah, oh, man. If, I hypothetically, right? Because Khabib was retired. Yeah, if. But here's the thing, though, man. I, I know I know what happens when they get there, right? The lead up is everything. And then you get there and then you realize you're standing across from a man who's coming forward 
no matter what. He's not using head movement. Gaethje did he's it. Not. What? But Ga- Gaethje did the same thing. Ga- Ga- Gaethje was this guy, right? Gaethje was – Connor was this guy. Dustin Poirier – well, uh, Dustin Poirier is a little more smart. Uh, no, no, no. But, but Gaethje was, was supposed to be the he guy. He froze in front of Khabib. I think that yeah. I think there is I think there is an element of that, dude, where they just I don't know. I, I don't want to take anything away from Khabib, but I think that like a lot of times it's like it's a little mental. Um well, it's on that, the part of his uh on a part of his opponent. Here's what I think really what happened, right? Gaethje yeah. hit him with the cleanest one two anyone has ever hit Khabib with, and Khabib didn't even fucking look away. Gaethje yeah. hit him with the sh- the same thing he hit Cowboy with and put Cowboy away, right? right. He hit him with that same. It's like a like a left straight right cr- right hook. I, I or or I might be getting this backwards, but he hit him with that exact fucking combo like a minute and a half into the fight after he had kicked him five times in the legs. And listen, the leg kick, what he was doing there is the right way to do it. I think is you're gonna have to chop his legs down. He right. hit him with a very very clean set of strikes and Khabib didn't even look away. Khabib didn't, he didn't shake his head. He wasn't face. He didn't breathe hard. I, I don't know. Like if you hit, like, listen, if you came with me and you hit me with everything you had and I didn't, I didn't even flinch. Like, isn't that has to be like a, holy shit, I can't do this thing. Right. Is that, is that uh, what that is? It ha- it can be that. But what I also think it is, man, I, that's why I said I don't want to take anything away from Khabib. It could be the fact that, like, I hit this dude with everything else, but Khabib saying, I'm not going to yield. Like, it probably did hurt. Maybe it stunned him even, but he's not going to show it, dude. No. Khabib- and show it? He didn't even take a step back. Like, you, you, you know what? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Where Gacy, exactly. And then even, like, the commentators are like, oh, oh, wait a second. Khabib didn't even flinch. But see, I'm watching it back, man, and, and you know, hindsight is 2028. As I'm looking at the fight, man, I see the same mistakes that everyone makes. You know he what that backs, mistake is? He backs back. up to the cage. He doesn't He's circle correctly. <laughs> I thought he circled really well, too. I, dude, listen, I thought Gaethje looked really good. I, I think he, Gaethje beats Poirier, and I definitely yeah, think Gaethje beats Connor. He's definitely the champion of the division next. I love to see how this fight's going to shape out, uh, shape up with him and Chandler if they book that one. I suspect That's a good that fight, good. too. It's going to be an amazing fight. Chandler's going home, though, and uh, more than likely on his back. And it's not that I don't like Chandler. I'm not a I just big fan. Let me see. Right, so I'm looking at it. I'm seeing the same mistake here. You have to watch the fight over again and see I that there, it again today. there are too many long pauses. And that's what I was trying to articulate when we talked about this. There cannot be that long pause in between strikes with a pressure fighter like Khabib. You mm-hmm. don't get that luxury. It's not like, bam, oh, I caught it with one. Let me admire my work. What's he doing? What's he right. doing? Right. I forget who, what, uh, what fight it was. It was, uh, no, it might have been this when he was in his corner after the first round. He's like, listen, you can't admire your work after you're done with it. Pull back yeah. and fucking hit him again. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And like the first thing, uh, poor, or, uh, Gaethje's coach said to him was, I want eight more fucking leg kicks. Literally yeah. verbatim was, I want eight more leg kicks and don't get lazy. And then they yeah. were like, but you need to slow it down. And Gaethje, and Gaethje was just like, I, I'm trying. I'm trying and everyone has that moment when they fight Khabib, right? And this is where you see, where you think it's mental and, and I probably 100% agree with you. When he took him down in that first round, he made the same face that Barboza has made, that Connor has made, that Poirier Absolutely. has made. He has made that same face. Every every person he's fought has made that same face of he's on top of me, how much time is left and how the fuck do I even get out of this? Right? There yes. was there is no getting out of 
that leg lock that he does to people. Your legs are flat out with his with his leg under your thighs, so you can't even like flex your leg. No, once you're in it, you're in it. The you're only done. way to hold his head down. Yeah, the only thing you can do is prevent it. And I think that sometimes like it, it's people the over when people are being overwhelmed, the basics go out the window. A good butterfly guard there high up on the hips would slow it down enough. You got you gotta stick to your basics. If you look you, at the transition from what he does from the takedown to your legs are in his control one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, but there's a there's a three part measure to what Khabib does because when he because sure. everyone's worried about the Dagestanian you should be worried about that the handcuff yes but every but what gets him there is he's already grabbing your wrist that's the real problem he gets your legs cinched up because he's grabbing your wrist and, and you're you worried about fight. one or thing one or the other thing yeah someone has you to beat him someone would have to beat him right? at hand fighting you need a gun. You shoot him, <laughs> and then you hope that he doesn't live. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, Look, we, we, I texted we, we, you. I texted you before the fight. I was like right. a joke that Khabib was going to outstrike Justin, outstrike Justin Gaethje in the first round, and I'm right. positive that he did. Listen, I listen. I'm not here to disagree with you. Now the judges are. The judges are here to disagree with you, but we know the judges are idiots. So I'm going to agree Morons. with you. What do you like? What fight were they fucking watching? They weren't watching that fight. They were watching another fight on Bellator. They were like, oh, it looks good. I like wow, Michael this Bell. Michael Chandler guy is oh wait. But here's the here's the thing about Khabib, right? Because now that he's retired, I don't want to I don't want to disagree. He did it. He came, he saw, he conquered. Man. I remember his first tweet about RDA and about Showtime Pettis. You know, he was just basically calling his shot then throughout all the injuries at AKA, I all the bad press. Let's remember that there was a contentious relationship between Dana and that gym for a little bit. There was a time where they were literally, besides Jackson Wink, the other thorn in his side. Sure. He hated Jackson Wink because he felt like their fights, their fighters fought too safe. And he hated AKA because he was like, I can't keep you guys fucking healthy. I got three champions outside of the same gym, and each one of you got injured before your biggest fights. And to see where Khabib has come from in his career to this point, man. It's amazing. I'm not even interested in the Tony Ferguson fight. Nope, you know don't why? care. He gets smoked. Because I'm the one guy on earth that would not be convinced otherwise. People stop talking to me. No, you're I right. Got you were right. I, I, someone called me an idiot <laughs> on Facebook. And I'm just like, you I'm think, was like, that me? <laughs> I got to give Khabib all his. I got to give him all of his respect. At this point, talking about how you can beat him is irrelevant because no, no one going to beat him. No one's gonna no know. The GSP fight is the only fight that I wish that had happened, right? Yes, because it, it's to see as a guy with, with uh, who's gonna check, who's gonna check every single one of his his takedown attempts, right? Um, yep. Who's gonna who's gonna hit him on the way in as as many times as he can? But like, I, I almost, dude, I'm almost in the same in the same boat. It's like I've said this about every single person he's fighting, and it's like yeah. at this point, why even, why even? try to break why it down why even why even bother right because he he goes out there and performs and executes the same exact game plan every single time and no one has had an answer to him yeah and the crazy thing about that is people used to say the exact same thing about gsp sure but here's sure here's the thing that i think uh, i agree with you at this point this an older gsp i i keep saying out loud to people i'm like gsp smokes him because i keep thinking about gsp that made the march to the championship and then made the march again and then defended the belt and then me and Cass were talking about this the other day we were talking about our top uh champions and the reason gsp makes it into my list is mm -hmm. not because of 
accomplishments, but because he fought Johnny Hendricks, and I will not be convinced otherwise, who was on every steroid that Ever. was available available at the time, and he fought him tooth mm-hmm. and nail. And I have so much respect for that Canadian. But I still think that there's a good chance that if I let logic rule, Khabib will get GSP we'll on the, the same. We'll do the same thing. We'll do the same Except exact for, thing. Except for unless GSP, who is the most intelligent man outside of Donald Trump, and Joe Rogan. starts and Joe Rogan, obviously, uh, does something that no one's done yet where he's like, no, I'm not going to let you lead this dance. And that would be interesting. And that's why I thought. But was GSP that level of pressure fighter, though? Because that, like, that's what no, it would no, have to be, but, right? No, it wasn't that he was a pressure fighter. People have been pressure fighters and come at him. GSP is always extremely smart, which is where the jab came from. Sure. Which it, It's an amazing jab. And it was taught to him by one of the best boxing coaches to ever live. You pressure him. He hits you with the jab. You move out of the way of the jab. The inside leg kick's coming. You move out of the way of the inside leg kick. He's shooting a double leg. I remember I saw GSP faint a leg kick, and the person went to go check it. And before he could get his leg down, GSP was already dragging him across the octagon. But he doesn't have that explosive anymore. Khabib is the man, but he's not the GOAT. So this is what... No, I agree. He's the best best, uh, lightweight of all time. All time. Uh, But John... John, you know, I'm your fan, man. You got to chill out on, on, you got to yeah, chill out. You got to, he needs to not defend himself so much. I, I get it. Like, listen, I, I get how prideful John may be, but sometimes okay. silence speaks way more words. Listen, I, I don't even care if it's, it's not even a let Khabib have his moment thing. It's, it's like, moment. It, it is, right? It is, but like, wait six weeks and everyone's like, oh yeah, John's the greatest of all time, right? Like, yeah. Listen, John- if Khabib, dude, if Khabib had, let's say, another two years in him, and he fought, yeah. well, and, okay, maybe another 15 years because he only fights once a year, but um, if he fought three times in the next two years and defended it the exact same way that he has now, I actually do, I actually think that his seven defenses versus John's 17 defenses, it's 15 right now, but I'm giving him two for the two years or whatever, um, I think they're more impressive. Um, I get that John fought the who's who on the way up, and I get that John has 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 legitimately beat everybody. But Khabib dominates every moment he is in the octagon like no one ever has, and I'm not sure anyone ever will again. No, the only other person to do it, you would have the same argument about this that you had when they compared him to John was Demetrius. But prior to Demetrius lost. No, but prior to the Henry Cejudo fight, when we're talking about the march, because he, he acted, he lost before that. Yeah, he. But when he became champion, he has the most title defenses in UFC I agree. history. You know, you're right. You're right. But here's the thing, and actually, I, I, I want to throw something out there. If we're gonna get into the fantasy league type conversation, which we inevitably do, which is always oh, fun. Always, to yeah, yeah. There's not. There, we have nowhere else to go but there. <laughs> uh, Demetrius. Had a great run. Let's talk about the type of fighter I think. Actually, there's only one type of fighter I think that actually could have beat Khabib, and it's not Demetrius. You have to have a guy. He makes a good argument. He makes a good argument. But I believe you got to have a Henry Cejudo at 155 to beat a Khabib. Oh, so you mean an Olympic gold gold medalist wrestler? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Henry Cejudo is actually one of the things that I'm really sad about where he's not fighting. And at this point, I guess I believe his retirement is real. Um, Yeah. And maybe he's going to go back into wrestling. He legitimately got better every single one of his fights. Absolutely. Right. They're, like, listen, I don't think he beat DJ in the second fight, in my opinion. I actually thought that was a that was a robbery in in my opinion. Um 
but he legitimately learned something and the thing that he needed to learn every single time in between fights and yeah. that's what makes Suhudo so scary because I think if Suhudo yeah. fights him I think Khabib wins the first fight and then Suhudo fights three more guys and then is like okay Khabib I learned what you did now let's let's fucking go this is the real fight and I think Suhudo wins a second fight with him um yeah that's my think, opinion of what it is because he's going to learn what it is that he has to do. And so who knows going to go off and become his own Sambo champion of some sort and come back and be like, oh, okay, you know, I did Olympic gold medalist. You did Sambo. Oh, I also did Sambo now. Let's see where this goes. And I think, I think that's what Sahudo did so well. He's extremely intelligent. We're talking about a man whose coach said you need to do some uh, golden gloves before you get into MMA just to get used to getting struck at because he's so, you know, he's a wrestler. He's a not wrestler to, like like in the highest level of wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, he's not used to having punches come at him. So they get him into some boxing. He took to it like a fish in water. The thing that happened with him and DJ is like when he met DJ, they rushed him into that fight. There was no need to send him up there to get massacred and DJ finished him the way he should have when you're a champion of his level and they send you a guy that's supposed to be the next threat you have to make a statement of that guy who Cejudo came back and he started relying on the trip in that fight I don't think he won it but he did do enough to make the champion look human again I actually think it takes that type of fighter I maybe Kamar Uzman would not have been the guy but the thing about I don't in my in my opinion right and this this is all hypothetical looking at Uzman fight he doesn't do like if we were talking about Colby Covington, it might be a different. I might have a different answer because Colby Covington is the guy who would outpressure Khabib, right? Um, or at least attempt to, right? Because no one has ever been able to. Um, right. Usman is not that guy. Usman tends to fight in the same flow of whatever the person he's fighting against, and he, he did it with but, Colby. I get yeah. that, but Colby didn't go. Colby didn't go to the ground, right? Khabib was not the gonna, right because well, because Kamara is a good wrestler. But he's not. I don't. I, I don't know who is on Khabib level, right? We haven't seen it. I would have to see him fucking. I would have to no. see him. I would have to see him and like legitimately wrestle someone else at 170 pounds. There's only one man that had the balls to do it. Abel Trujillo. Where's that guy at, man? We need to buy him a beer. The only man who was like, well, well fuck so this. So apparently, I'm early gonna... on in Khabib's career, there's like a really controversial um, victory. Victory. Yeah. And I don't. I have never watched the fight. Have you watched the fight? Yeah. No, I know what it is because everyone brings it up. It's it's an infamous fight in the forum where they feel like he got a, a decision he shouldn't have got or something like that, if I have it correctly. Is that it, right? It's that one. It was, a bad, thought- it was a bad decision early in his career. Um, <laughs> people are saying he lost that first round. It, it, it's absurd to me that you would think that Khabib had lost that first round. I, he outstruck him on points and took him down, right? That's a win. <laughs> so here's the thing. that Here's a crazy thing I want to talk about, right? So Khabib won with a try. Khabib won with with one of the cleanest triangles anyone's ever seen. So here's another thing that I I absolutely enjoy about Khabib, right? So he has disparaged, and it's on record, only slightly, jujitsu. He said out loud, you're going to need more than jits to stop me. He's like, it's not, he's like, it's not, he's like, you don't understand, it's not the same. But to see him throw up that triangle was amazing, dude. It lets you know that Khabib has more stuff in his bag. And I think Dan- uh, not Dan- Daniel Cormier, they actually, their relationship cracks me up. But Daniel Cormier said it's yeah. not that Khabib does 100 things right. He does three things correct. And he knows how to implement yeah. those three things over and over again. Because you don't ever get to see him in any trouble, so he doesn't have to do anything. I'm, I'm going to go back and watch the one time that he was actually in trouble. 
two times with, with Michael Johnson and Abel Trujillo, and that wasn't even real trouble because his scramble was amazing. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. I've actually never seen Kamar Usman scramble with anyone. I've seen him actually get people down, and then they have that same and look on their and face. Hold like, down. But yeah, what yeah. if he's on the other end of that? Right, that's the problem. You don't know what he looks like off his back. And did you, you know, obviously you saw it in the second round, the uh, the transition that that started everything yeah. and led to it, yeah. where Gaethje ended up on top for a second, and Khabib was just like knee dump, and then it was like I was like, oh, what? I was like, what? What just happened? I'm like, I'm like, is this isn't wrestling? And then Gaethje was also like, I don't want to fucking do that either. And that was a dumb move on his part, dude. Yeah. Think about the type of guy Khabib is. This is why you should respect him. I don't give what, and I don't care what anyone says, man. That guillotine Dustin had him in. That was legit, and that was yeah, real. That was the that and, was the biggest danger he's ever been in his entire career. And he did the the desperation move of rolling to your back to get out of it. Right? That's like if that doesn't work, Khabib is out. Uh, like a hundred percent. If 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 Khabib is on his back in a guillotine, the way that he he's out. Right? Like. And look, we're talking about a man that walked around with a broken foot, right? It gives you a little look into his psyche. This is a man that has a high threshold for pain, but he has, when they came up with the term no quit in him. It's him. It's, it's him. It's, like, you look up no quit in the fucking, the phrase dictionary, and Khabib's picture just comes up. That dude is, is naughty. So let's get into the fantasy uh, the fantasy factor here, man, because now it's like, we, we, we can't even talk about it anymore, but uh, is he the most accomplished in your mind? most accomplished fighter to come out of aka man that's had, a, that out of aka is a hard question yeah. you, get, you get dc you get kane right those are the those are the big big notable ones who else came out of there luke rockhold no he doesn't he that no i said notable <laughs> jo, believe it or not josh thompson was a champion no i know and, uh, i know but well a lot but in like a different era of ufc um yeah. maybe yeah maybe i mean did how many times did DC defend belts? Uh, for light heavyweight, so he got it against uh poor what's his face uh what's that guy's name No Time won the light heavyweight belt. Oh no, he first uh, Rubble Johnson, then mm -hmm. he got it back with No Time. He only defended a light heavyweight once. Now I think about it, Gus against against Gus. Yeah, he's yeah. And he only defended the heavyweight against friggin' uh, uh poor Derek poor, poor Derek Lewis. <laughs> um, and Kane only defended what three times? Not even no yeah. no because because when fucking uh, um Stipe was like oh I've defended it three times you're like you're the goat because it's it it was the most defensive yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yes he is the most decorated the most feared the most dominant that ever to have come out of there and oddly enough the three guys who have come out of AKA that, that had done the best are all wrestlers right yep. so. It's 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 interesting. Dude, Second I, question. I just want to see Go a grappling ahead. match between him and Kamaru Usman now, because then it's like, okay, I, I know who wins. You know, <laughs> like no striking. Just just can we just go like submission underground? Get Chael to sign it up. Fucking uh, Khabib versus uh, Kamaru Usman, and I bet you Usman gets smoked. Oh uh, yeah, one. We'd, I'd have to see how he really looks off his back because there is a portion of me that not seeing him there and visualizing in my head, I can see how Kamaru would sure. kind of crumble. It's interesting though because uh, Khabib was being interviewed by some uh, a Russian reporter, and they brought up Kamara, and they were very they were, it was obvious what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, what do you think about Kamara Usman? What do you think about him as a welterweight champion? Uh, Khabib kind of chuckled. He was like, you know, he's he's the he's the most dominant welterweight champion we've seen. He's like, I don't see anyone beating him in the next two years or so. I agree. But, but 
the question was definitely leading. And they're, I didn't know they were as close as they were. I actually... Oh, right. They're friends, right? Yeah, they're like they're, really yeah. they're like really good friends. I forgot about that, too. I forgot about that. That's another thing. Khabib has become more friendly as the years have gone on. After the like, Connor incident, for sure. Oh, after the Connor. I, I mean, Connor had everything coming to him that he got. Like, I'm so surprised Khabib hasn't like shown up at Connor's front door yet. Dude, it's it's amazing to me because uh, just the statement about his wife in the towel alone, right? I know yeah, we yeah, say yeah, pretty yeah. much anything that comes to our mind and we say it out loud and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but we but that, that out. Yeah, we take that stuff out. To say that up at the podium and refer to his... Dude, like, you know, Khabib was just sitting there like, I'm going to I'm gonna make you pay for every word, and he definitely did. That's a great fight to watch. If you ever want to feel better about yourself, like, maybe you're not feeling like you're at your peak physical, and Dude, you're like... I watch the, watch, watch Connor get smoked. <laughs> Dude, and listen, to the people on, on Twitter that said that, you know, they want the Connor rematch, watch the fight again. Why? Watch the fight again. There is no way... Like you're just you're just a Khabib hater at that point, right? Like yeah. you literally are only fueled by Khabib hate to want to want to watch him fight Connor again because Connor gets Connor might get beat worse, you know. I, I have no idea, I, and I don't know. The question yeah. always was, uh, you know, well, what about Khabib off of his back? So he put him there, he put himself yeah. there, and then <laughs> choked poor fucking Justin Gaethje unconscious after Justin Gaethje tapped four times. <laughs> that ref did not help, <laughs> dude. That oh, ref bro. screwed Gaethje. Dude, there was the fight no... refs are they're super villains, right? Oh, they're hilarious. <laughs> the one guy who has has something to say when every strike happens, the guy is like, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't if you, your fucking hand in the cage, your hand in the cage, your, dude. I'm like, bro. the guy was like, my hand's not in the cage, man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, um, yeah, dude. Yeah, Gaethje didn't have to go out there. Gaethje no. was well within that, and then like obviously it's not Khabib's job to feel him tap and let go. When he gets tell, he gets told to let go by the ref. He gets told, to, you know, he lets go, right? Yeah. And yeah. with unless it's Connor and Herb Dean has to come in and save Connor's fucking life. Um, Dude, hey, but, you know it's let's talk about 155 for a second man because benson henderson was on the island i don't know what fighter he came with but benson henderson benson henderson was the, the champion at 155 at one point point. Mm-hmm. and think about where the divisions come from there man i actually would not have mind seeing that fight between him and khabib yet again fighters that never cross paths so not, not even like, in the same era essentially yeah, yeah no they, they were actually they were actually in the same area. The crazy thing was Khabib was working his way up, call, and he was calling out uh, RDA and Showtime Pettis. Benson lost the belt to Pettis, and that's when Khabib really started ramping up. He was like, RDA is going to smoke Pettis, and if he doesn't, I'm going to. Could you imagine poor Showtime Pettis having to fight Khabib? Could you? <laughs> Here's the issue, right? You say that. Um, Benson Henderson hasn't fought in the UFC since late 2015. So look at who he lost. Look at his loss to RDA. That was August of 2014. So look at uh, six when- years ago. I mean, I, I obviously I, I know you're right because I just believe you on these things. But like Khabib has been in the UFC since 2012. Sure, they crossed paths, right? That's or, what I'm or would have, but he fought RDA in 2014. Dude, Wait, I'm did telling they both you, fight RDA in 2014. Wait, they did. They both fought RDA in 2014. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's madness to me. It's absolutely madness. Zach, I wish I could take you back. I would, man, I wish I could teleport you back to that time because it was like the in freaking wild west. <laughs> it was like the wild wild west in, in the freaking six UFC. years ago. I was 18. 
Ah, you don't want wait, that. Wait. You don't want that smoke in your life. <laughs> were you were you angrier back then? Is this the calmer you? <laughs> I'm not say anything. Um, I mean, I, here's so it's issue, just quick. Right? Go ahead, go Benson for it. Benson Henderson lost to RDA, where it could be beaten. Yes. So yeah, no, no. It's just, it would just would have been they, interesting. They to leapfrogged essentially, right? They like <laughs> they like two ships passing in the night, and then like, and then like Clay Benson Guida. Henderson gets retired to Bellator and loses like to Michael Clay Chandler. Guida. Another fighter that was active when Khabib was active. Now, obviously, that right. is no one like watching Clay Guida fight, right? I actually he's a, enjoy he's a lot of hair, right? He's disgusting to look at. He's hard on the eyes. But I actually, that would have been the wrestler I would have wanted to see Khabib against. Like, I want to see him against high-level scrambling psychopaths. Not a guy who kind of wrestles every once in a while. I want to see him against that. Like, that's why the great... uh Oh man, my God! I can't even say his name without thinking about Kevin Lee. The worst thing that ever happened to the one fifty-five. Poor guy. I don't what even think he's. What do you think of like an of an early Khabib versus um, instead of that first Jim Miller fight, Joe Lozon fights yeah. Khabib in twenty twelve. What do you think of that fight? Because Lozon was a guy that is notoriously hard to put away. Very good at scrambling. Good off his back. And ha- has good enough striking where he's gonna he's gonna at least keep it on the feet for a little bit longer than most. I think it would have been a fun fight. I think so. There are a few people I think would have made could be bleed, and I would put Lozon on oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh for that, sure. On that. On yeah, that. He makes everyone bleed. He makes everyone bleed, including himself. Oh, <laughs> like, for sure. Dude, was it the Jim Miller one fight where he he was like bleeding like crazy? They gave him the canvas from that fight. The, Uf- the UFC ga- it hangs in his gym. Can you look something up for me? Yeah. Was Frankie Edgar the champion at 155, or was it he was champion at 155? Unbelievable. Can you believe that Frankie competed at 155? Looking at He's him, funny at 35 now, right? Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. This is yeah. not. This is oh, not good. The division. No, no, yeah, he came in lightweight, and then went down to featherweight, and then went down to bantamweight. What the fuck? Backflip bullshit is that? <laughs> Yeah, oh, so, yeah, against uh, Gray Maynard. Those those fights were incredible. Yeah. And then lost the, twice in a row to Benson Henderson. <laughs> he took, and yeah, he took, he took the belt from poor BJ Penn, I believe. And yes. BJ Penn, like, threw a hissy fit about it. He was like, he shouldn't have celebrated. He barely beat me. And, and then, then they, they fought, fought again. again. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it was a close decision on that one, too. And yeah. then the third time they fought, uh, Frankie Eggert literally beat BJ Penn's head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at that. They, dude, they... That is a trilogy fight that, like, that should have never happened. It's like, it's like if fucking Whitaker and Romero were to fight again. It's like, no, no, you lost twice, sir. You stole fizzy lifting drink. Good day, sir. Get to the back of the line. Yeah, good day, sir. I'm trying to think of other dream matches that, like, so of course Kevin Lee is the only one. GSP. Wait. You want- Kevin Lee, I, no, no, I'm not saying I want this. Kevin Lee said that he believed that he would have gave Khabib problems, and I'm like, you. Kevin can't- Lee is delusional, man. Um, no, the, there is only one dream fight. He fought everyone other than Tony Ferguson, which at this point, I think he gets. I think he smokes Tony Ferguson. They're not even in the same like level, in my opinion. And I really like Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson is one of my favorite fighters, but he gets fucking smoked by Khabib. Um, there's o- the only fights that I want to see are up. At seventy, or him versus GSP, and that's it. Do you think he stays retired? I, I listen. I think so. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think. Uh, 
I think Khabib is a seems to be a man of his word, right? It, it, we're talking about the honor thing uh, that has really instilled in him, and and um, yeah, I just don't think he wants to do it without his dad, and that's that's fair, you know. That's that, is, right. that is totally fair. He said he promised his mother that he would he wouldn't fight anymore um, after this one. So yeah, I I do think that Khabib stays retired. That's it. He, you know, he might like compete in non-fighting, right? Like he might do like a, like a grappling match or, you know, but what Khabib is destined to do is to be the next great coach. Right. Yeah. And I think that, and I think that is where he's going to go. Right. He said his next job is to, is to help Javier Mendez, you know, train this next, next group of people. And I think that's, that's about, dude, if he could sign up Khabib as a fucking coach, it's like, dude, it's like, Credits roll. That's the movie right there. Right, and, and it's like, dude, it's it's like movie, <laughs> right? And it's like, okay, well, do I want Tom Brady as a quarterback coach? Right, like, yeah. do I want the greatest of of all time to do it in your in your fashion to be my coach? Yes, you know, like, do I want Tom Brady as, as a quarterback coach? And that's the that's the only comparison that I could give Khabib at this moment. You know what's great about about the thought of him coaching at AKA and even just keeping on his dad's tradition is that he's passing along. Again, we're going to go back to the martial arts things, man. I I feel as if some things can die with a teacher, right? If he doesn't yeah. get a chance to, to to express that art. But you know Khabib is going to give it to his kids. He's going to give it. He's going to share the wealth with the people there. Honestly, I would if you're so. a young fighter, head to AKA. Give it about a year or so. Let him get situated. Let him get his yeah. life back together. Let him mourn because you know he hasn't done like they've they've done all the all the rites and stuff like that. Uh, the burial system is a little bit different in uh, in Islam, but uh, yeah, let him mourn. Yeah, and I would say that's where you head to become a fighter, man. And I'm 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 going to celebrate that. Steve's part of heading career. out there next year. I, I am. <laughs> I've already bought my ticket. You're coming. With me. <laughs> what? Best picture I've saw of Khabib's retirement thus far is Khabib walking off into the sun's uh into the sunlight, and there's a picture of Tony Ferguson in that suit with the game uh, with the freaking '80s gangbanger gloves on, and he's getting pulled back by Connor and Dustin. And Dustin, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw that. I saw that. Actually, Absolutely. one of the most moving pictures I saw was um. So Justin Gaethje gets choked unconscious, and Justin Gaethje is out, out, like out, and yeah. within 15 seconds pops up. And goes to congratulate Khabib, and and says to him that like you you made your dad proud like that's literally what he said to him, and he is drooling. <laughs> like if you look at it after Khabib lets him go, he's fucking spits hanging out. He's out, and he's cognitive yeah. enough to get up and congratulate him and, and and go out and meet him in the center of the cage. That's it, Dude. you know. There is no, there is no I'm question to me that there. Like Khabib is the most dominant fifty-five champion. I don't even need to see him fight anyone else. I don't, I don't care. Know. I don't no, no. care. It's over. The argument is over, dude. It's it's long over. And you know what? We said it was over a long time ago here talking with a dad. Zach, you know what you need to do for Khabib, man? You need to do the movie pitch for Khabib, right? A lot of people really enjoyed your uh, your MC, uh, your MC Marvel pitch for the game. You would probably... I might, get to, I, might have to, I might have to come back on, on this one. I don't know if I can do it right now, but... Uh, I know you can't do it. The, the, like, that, if I'm a film, if I'm a producer, just seeing him... Insane, aka he owns the gym now. Daniel Cormier's there eating food and he's uninvited, and Khabib's laughing at him yeah, like and he's, not he's enough. Locking food. the door as Kane walks up to it. It's like, who are you? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Daniel turns around, realizes that John is standing behind him, and somehow he's still only thirty-three. Doesn't understand that before he gets choked out. Fuck 
you okay? What's going on? No, I was doing the John. That, that's what John's going to be looking like. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? He's going to retire no, I'm, right now. I'm going through Khabib's record right now, man. Uh, so, like, yeah, let's, let's see. 2019, poor Dustin Poirier. 2018, poor uh, Connor and no, Ally not, Quinta. Not poor Connor. Poor Ally Quinta, I'll give you. Fuck yeah. Dude, very interesting, though. I know it wasn't competitive. I, we, we're not going to have people really look up the definition of the word competitive, but Ally Quinta stayed in there. Only guy to make it to the, one to of the, the fifth round. One of the best. One of the few. He, he's, been to the, he's been to the decision a few times. Um, oh, okay. You said fifth round. I'll give you that. Um, literally the only guy to make it to the fifth round with him, I believe. Yeah. Um, Let's see. We got a. Uh, yeah, no, literally. It was literally the only guy because that's when he won the belt. Um, Edson Barboza got Barboza beat to did, death. Yeah, he got beat to death. He went to the decision, but he got beat to death. Uh, 16, he fought Michael Johnson, was where he's in one of the, the most trouble he's ever been in his career. Probably top three, but again, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And uh, Daryl Horcher, I, I don't know how that went, but I'm assuming it was a mauling. Um, <laughs> it ended in round two, so it didn't go yeah, good for RDA Port. went to decision with him, but I think that was a fucking very one-sided fight, right? Yeah, he got was a guy that literally has never lost a round, in my opinion. Right? I, the, the judges, you could go back and look at the, round, the rounds that the judges gave, you know, whoever, right? But right. if you look at those objectively and you look at him without any sort of bias, Khabib doesn't lose those rounds. The guy's barely lost a minute inside the octagon in all... 28 of his professional fights i'm sure i, I haven't gone back and watched what he was what Dude, it's crazy no you're absolutely right his most active year was 2013 and that year he has three fight uh three wins over pat haley uh abel trujillo which is probably one of my favorite fights to watch Very, incredible fight if you guys haven't seen that you guys should watch that absolutely and then he has a win over oh wow i didn't know that uh tiago tar uh Tarvez. Didn't Tavares. know that. Tavares, sorry, thank you. And Gleason Tebow is the fight that people bring up. Is is that the one? Yeah, that's the fight. Really, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that after this. Funny, I've no, I have not seen uh, this guy. Who is this? Kamal. I haven't seen Kamal after this uh, this fight actually. So yeah, this is the argument. <laughs> yeah, this I is mean, the argument that people have against him, right? Lost so to RDA. Uh, <laughs> two, three, two months later, and then has never been seen on in the UFC again. He literally, <laughs> it was on Fuel that. TV. Let's see how long ago this was. This is 2012. He has two. Sorry, he also lost to Jim Miller in March of 2011. Uh, so he had three really uh tough fights in a row. Jim Miller, one of the most exciting fighters in that division. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then could be the most dominant fighter in that division, and then fucking RDA. <laughs> like, it's so crazy to think that RDA was the champion of the division. He like he dom- did. You see that fight with him and Pettis? Um, no, no, this was a, it was this a was like, long night for Anthony so Pettis. Oh, yeah, I'm was, sure there's been a lot. Of, there's been a few of those for Anthony Pettis. Let's be fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Khabib is not the Khabib is not the greatest of all time. Greatest lightweight yeah. of all time. I'll give him that. Um, Someone called him ignorantly, but I'd love to throw this out there for you. I know we don't want to dawdle on this too much longer, but someone, some boxing analyst, and that's I'm being very liberal when I refer to him as that. We're said, MMA analysts at this point, so. Hey, we've earned it, man. We put the hours in. We took the certificate, 20 hours behind 7-Eleven, talking to that one guy. 
we're certified now. Oh yeah, Billy. this guy's <laughs> Billy M. Uh, so this guy said that Khabib is the Floyd Mayweather of MMA, no. and <laughs> oh, because because Floyd's thing was was being so good at defense, you, you know, he, you didn't get hit. Oh no, he's talking. He's talking about the record, like. Oh no, no. I, I mean, TBE. TBE, the best ever. That's what he's trying to say. He's saying I that don't Khabib is the best ever, right? You, you have to like he, listen. He's the only person to ever retire uh, undefeated, undefeated, right? Yep. You know, other than the one guy who took a fucking twelve weeker and, and went in there and knocked some heavyweight out and then retired after that. That's the only other guy, right? <laughs> but like, <laughs> but there is no one else that has done and fought the people that that Khabib has fought and never, literally never. I don't think a minute. Lost a minute in the cage in the octagon, and there, you know, that's that is that is pretty much just fact. You know, you can find a you would be hard to find five times in his career where he took a step backwards. Um, yeah, and, and that's just what it is, right? And I don't know, I don't know what else to say. I, I oh, one say. last dream matchup, but we're, I'm pretty sure we know how it would have ended. But man, it's it's gonna go down. I think for me, this was the more intriguing fight than the Tony fight. Was the Holloway versus Khabib fight? Like that was one that got people. It's the same thing. Right? I know. It's I know. the same thing. We we saw it after the after Dustin Poirier smoked Max Holloway, right? Like that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, <laughs> we learned that at, at fifty five, if you don't come up correctly, right? If you just take take the fight without cutting the extra ten pounds. You fight Dustin Poirier and lose, and that's fine, right? And listen, it was a good fight. I love watching Max Holloway fight. I really, really do. He's one of my he's one of my favorite guys to watch fight because one of my favorite streamers, by the way. I've never watched a stream, um, but <laughs> yeah, you you saw that, right? Like that was the culmination of the, of that fight. It's like okay, well, the the better of the two strikers won. Well, the better of the two strikers at fifty five. Stronger of the two, like right, that was, right, 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 right. Were you over, were you at the house for that one? I can't I, remember. Uh, maybe. I think you were. Def, is it? There's a definitely like eighty percent chance I was. So whoever I was watching with, I remember looking over at them, and when Dustin hit him with the first real one fifty five punch that he's ever felt, I was like, yeah. Welcome to the bigger classes because exactly. you're not really fighting a one fifty five, or you're fighting a guy who could fight at welterweight. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> but Khabib. We, we wish you well, man. Uh, now we got to look to the future of the 155 division. Folks, we're going to give you the rapid fire by Zach. We haven't done this in a while. Zach, you're going to call it out right now. You're going to tell us who's going to be the champion next year. Justin Gaethje. Explain yourself, man. It's, it's a trifecta going on. People were mad that there's a, a fight for at 170 to determine a title shot. At 155. So I don't think that happens, right? That's not confirmed. That's not signed, right? It's not, it, it, Until it's signed, then I don't care, essentially, right? I think Gaethje fights Poirier, and I think, listen, either guy wins that wins that belt, I'm happy, right? Poirier yeah. or Gaethje, because, listen, we know that those guys are going to fight again, right? The yeah. issue with making the Poirier-Connor fight a title fight is we don't know if Connor wins. I don't, I don't know if he will. I actually, I think I actually really like Dustin Poirier. I think he's become a much better fighter in the time where Connor kind of stayed the same, essentially. Um, I think that we don't know if Connor's ever going to, ever going to fight again. Right. That is always the question looming in the back of your head. So I, I think you scrap that fucking fight. I think you give Gaethje, uh, Poirier for the actual title. They're the both they're the last two guys that went in and get in competition against Khabib Nurmagomedov before he retired as our inter- interim champions. Both of them, right. you give them the title, 
and then uh, Ferguson fights Chandler, and then the two winners fight each other, right? And, and that's where it is, right? Chandler coming from Bellator as a champion. Tony was was a fucking interim champion for 19 years, um, and Poirier and Gaethje are the two guys that deserve. They're num- number one and number two contender for the vacant belt. That makes the most sense to me. And Connor so what do you think? Fight fucking anyone. I don't give a. Sh- I don't give a shit. He could. He could take a long walk off a short pier for all I care. Oh, come on, man. He's got nice shoes. He's got a nice bubbly personality. He brought more fame to the sport than anyone's ever brought to it ever. Yeah. Before. Okay. No. No. Not, okay. He's no, not, not interested. No. Not interested. Is it is it his fans or Connor himself that you? Uh, it's it's the sick? fact that when if listen if Connor was fighting three times a year. I would be way different. I'd be a huge Connor fan, right? But Connor right. fights once every 20 months, and we don't know if this fight is going to be his last fight, right? We can't have Connor come down, beat Poirier, don't know that he will, beat Poirier, win the title, and then go and fight Manny Pacquiao. And then two years later, Connor's like, oh, well, maybe I'll fight in MMA again. Because that's what's happened. That's, no, that's at this point, notoriously, haha, what has happened. Uh, um, since Connor has fought the Nate Diaz fights, right? So that's where my head, that's where my aspect is. Is listen, I like watching Connor fight. I like Connor on my TV. I do, but we don't know if that's going to happen again within the next two years, right? Because he's going to go fight Pacquiao, which is a worse fight for him than Floyd Mayweather ever was. Um, that's the dumbest fight. The it's dumbest. bad. It's bad because Pacquiao's going to come out and finish him, and that and that's legitimately what's going to happen because that's what Pacquiao does. But you know that's going to be an eight month camp or whatever lead up to that fight. They're going to fly around the fucking world and do press conferences again, um, with less pay per view buys. By the way, with no one- way less pay per view buys. Connor thought he was the draw there, which is hilarious. Um, people buy the Floyd Mayweather fights who are casual fans to watch Floyd Mayweather potentially lose, which. It will never happen, guys. Come on. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't care what Connor does. Connor can go fight at seventy. You know, listen, Connor. Connor's fought what three times at seventy now. Let yeah. him fight at seventy, right? I I don't care what he does, but I don't want a guy who fights every eighteen months being our champion and then potentially winning the belt and then going, well, I'm going to swing this in to fucking fight Manny Pacquiao because this is like, dude, like if you want to do exhibition fights, do exhibition fights, but be transparent about it, and that's what's happening. Yeah. No, I mean, of course, as usual, you make an articulate argument about the whole thing. I would probably switch the order a little bit, but you're, it does make sense to have Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. Um, I think if I'm looking at it from a promoter standpoint, you got to do something with Michael Chandler, right? You, Absolutely. You That's why you give him Ferguson, right? Him- That's why you give him Ferguson. I, but see, here's the problem, man. I don't know. So I, if I'm just looking at it, backroom deal i'm not entirely sure they want to waste that money on chandler have him because it's a little bit different than alvarez and by the way if you ever get a chance if you're a casual mma fan and you want to step up your game go watch eddie alvarez versus chandler their whole trilogy absolutely amazing every one of those fights amazing but i think that a part of them for their investment i don't know what the contract payout was they don't want to put him in there with someone like ferguson because then that you get a little diminished return on that right beats tony ferguson I'm sorry. I agree with you. I'm sorry. Tony Ferguson, you. I don't know what his happened num- in his, between. His number's up. His number gone. is gone. Gaethje exposed him yes. badly and literally beat the shit out of him. Um, I think Ferguson had lost a step coming into that. What did he fought Pettis before that? Um, yeah. Where he had to fucking roll away from the fight on multiple occasions to try to not get hit anymore. Chandler, Chandler wipes the floor with Ferguson. 
dude and so here's the thing man i said this to santana because she's actually uh, she likes uh tony Ferguson. she likes the people calling him elka Kui. she just likes that word <laughs> well uh, do Greek. you know what do you know it's the most gangster nickname well, in all of yeah, yeah. el kakui <laughs> is the is the is the ghost that okay. comes down and scares yeah. scares children into being nice like yeah. that's the most that's the most gangster shit dude i'm like okay <laughs> here's the thing he tony has been primed to lose the way he lost to Gaethje for a long time the damage is there and I told you this before man it's so frustrating to watch people it's one thing to get dominated by a guy like Khabib it's another thing for you to go in there fight a guy and beat him half to death and you gash yourself out beating him to death and then he just starts to put it on you really look at it he didn't beat Gaethje half to death he just no, gassed no, no. himself. He just gassed himself. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm okay. saying that other fighters have gassed themselves. Oh, putting, trying to putting, trying to put Tony away. And it, it, I watched the same thing happen, except for the except for, for Cowboy. That he had Cowboy's number from the the uh, the bell on that yeah, fight. Like he everyone Cow- has had Cowboy's number recently. Let's be fair. Good point. He fucking People, he did a, a split draw with Nico Price. That's so weird. People will go in there literally be winning the fight with Tony, and if they had someone like Jason Perilla in their corner to say, "Hey, slow take a down. step back, slow it down. We're gonna get him out of here." They he would have been out of there a while ago. Um, Chandler definitely does smoke him. I really would like to see Chandler versus Poirier though more for some reason, man. But then who, I, who does Gaethje it's fight? Not, it's not the right fight to make, and it's not. But for some reason, I would like to see that fight more. But my thought is, who does Gaethje fight? Right. Oh, I. So here, this I'm gonna. I have an unpopular opinion for you. No one's gonna like it. Give Gaethje the belt. You yeah. just no. You're right. It's it's just, what, it's almost essentially what happened with the John DC thing, where GC yeah. where John gets disqualified. They're like, "Hey DC, you're the champion." And DC's like, "I'm the champ." He's like, "This is my belt," and I'm like, "DC, you just lost, bro." And he just happened to take some dick pills and like <laughs> all of the steroids, and then hit under the fucking cage and then ran the pregnant woman over, and then well, you know, that was have- fine. We haven't seen this cat on his Instagram for quite some time. Who knows what happened to the cat? He took pictures with it every day for a year. And oh, yeah. He has like a Bengal cat or some shit, right? Yeah. It's weird. We don't, we don't know what happened to him. <laughs> Maybe that dog that he got ate it. What the fuck? Yeah, that dog is crazy. Have you seen the cool training one. regiment? It's like a Belgian Malinois, <laughs> I think. We're, we're, listen, we're getting too deep into it now. Um, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, this, this is the fight. In my opinion, if I'm the matchmaker, listen, the UFC, I, I want... One percent of the money you're going to make off of these fights, and, and I'll be good with it. That's a good call. That was everyone. That was Zach's rapid exchange. Um, Zach, I got one last question for you, man. One mm. last question: Does the UFC do better next year? No. In your estimation? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to pressure people into this into the fights that they've been pressured into. Um, when we have a full year. And we have the we have the game plan worked out. Uh, right. I don't think so. It's gonna be crazy to see. I can't believe uh, 2020 is almost gonna be up. But here's another thing we gotta give UFC props on, man. And we can close it with this: you guys were all wrong. ESPN, Fox, MSG, NBC, you were all wrong. Washington Post, Yahoo News, wrong. Daily news, wrong. Every last one of you guys that said this whole thing was going to crash and burn during COVID, it, it's amazing to me. Like you gave you gave them no credit. I wish I could make sound effects right now for how wrong you were. If there was some audible noise that represented wrongness on this topic, this topic, it would just be TV static. There's, 
wrong. You were all wrong. Yeah. We get to close it out with the goat in the light heavy uh light lightweight division, and then we're gonna get ready to start up for a new year. They like apparently they had some huge meeting about the matchmaking going into next year. Really? I don't if know. If they what. keep this cal dude, if they keep this caliber of matchmaking going for the next year, the UFC will be bigger than NBA. I'm gonna say something that's gonna be really unpopular, man, but fuck it. If boxing is truly headed to the place where most people are worried that it's headed to, if zoo for boxing takes off, it's it'll be, gonna the, be, it'll be the biggest thing in boxing. HBO HBO's not in boxing anymore for a reason. Right. And yeah. they saw that they saw the writing on the wall. Um yeah. the zone situation where Canelo signed a five hundred million dollar contract and they can't pay it out, even if they liquidate all of their assets essentially, they couldn't exactly. pay out a half of it or whatever. Yeah, man. Um boxing is in a dark place. Boxing right now is incredible. Don't get me wrong. There are yeah. a lot of amazing fights in boxing right now, but boxing itself as a whole needs someone to come in and save it. Um, yeah. And they need to get rid of fucking like 80% of the promoters. They need to make it like the WBO, or the yeah. WBA, whatever one you want it to be, or the IBC, the IBA, the, the, the fucking... All the uh, belts. <laughs> it needs to be one, right? Yeah. It, it needs to be maybe two. Give me two organizations. WBA, WBO, whatever, right? Give me two, and that needs to be structured. That needs to be structured way better. I think yep. their their old idea of like, oh, the more the merrier is way fucking wrong. It's the same thing. Counter Strike is going through the same thing right now, right? I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a really good parallel. ESEA, face it, um, IEM, the regular Counter Strike League, and like, there's like five or eight leagues in counter-strike right now where you can't like if you're a champion like you're just playing again next week like you can't like take that time to be the champion and then go and do another tournament right like and same right. thing with boxing is like there's eight belts at fucking super welterweight or whatever it is and it's like okay i like all the weight classes in boxing but you got to turn down the belts man it has to be one belt and fuck all those promoters See, oh, you beat me to it. That's why I was patiently waiting there. You really read my mind. That is one of the things that's killing boxing is the multiple promoters and the politics it and takes the politics, to, dude. to get a fight to happen. And it's like, here we go again, me making the same point. When you have one visionary with people who share the vision, you get more done. You yeah, just do. that's fair, right? And like Marvel's a good example of it. Like anyone who could like centralize and branch out or is the correct way to do it, in my opinion. Uh, boxing is doing it very wrong. Um, and and it, it sucks. There's a lot of good fights to make in boxing right now. Dude, I, I would literally, literally throw a small dog into a swimming pool if I could get Earl Spence versus um, Crawford. Crawford, thank you. But we'll never fucking see that. I would save the small dog immediately after. Small dog is cute. But, like... No! <laughs> and I'm jumping in after. I'm like, oh, I'm going to drive myself for you. Instead. Um, but, like, legitimately, dude, like, that fight needs to happen, right? People who are at the, at the top. Um, the Deontay Wilder-Anthony Joshua fight needs to happen. The Tyson Fury-Anthony Joshua fight needs to happen. Give me fucking Anthony Ruiz back in there. There, um... Uh, Lopez or Ortiz, any of the two guys you just said, Crawford or yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Ortiz is coming. Tifimo Lopez. I want to know what he's going to do next. I, I almost want to know if the they, there wasn't a rematch clause with, with Lomachenko, so he's going to go off and do his own thing. I want Lomachenko to fight again, but I want him to go fucking fight someone good, right? What is Canelo going to do instead of fighting a can again, right? Like, right. unfortunately, what happens with boxing is they're like, oh, well, you have to fight this guy, and it's not structured in the way that makes sense. It's like. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, 
Canelo's the champion, but he's going to fight this guy who's an up-and-comer who's like 18 years old, and he's just going to ruin him, right? And they're like, well, Canelo's great. And it's like, yeah, no, no, Canelo's the best pound-for-pound boxer at the moment. But if you look at the competition that he has to fight against versus what he should fight against, there's a disparity there. And I think boxing needs to be centralized, and I think they need to, like, work on a fucking organization instead of it being this promoter and that promoter and these guys. And, well, that guy signed to a contract where this guy has to choose what his next fight is, and that guy can't make enough money. So, you know, like, dude, it's it's, – to follow boxing is a nightmare. Dude, if you ever want to watch the tragic tale of boxing, go watch uh, Magnificent uh, about Sergio uh, Sergio Martinez and just mm-hmm. the way he got stripped of his belt. It sounds normal because it's like, oh, you were supposed to fight this guy. You didn't fight this guy, so you stripped it. But actually what happened was they didn't want him to fight this guy. They wanted this guy to fight this guy. So they made it seem like he was inactive. Sure. And they, took the, they took the belt from him. No herring, no nothing. And it's so it'll be great to see what Zufa Boxing does. Uh, they are going to make one last push, and I'm calling it, especially with these free fights on e, uh, ESPN Plus. They tried to do this on Fox, and they tried to do it on NBC, but uh, I think it's going to fall flat for all the reasons that we just laid out right now. There's just like, too, people, there's too many cooks. If you can't get the casual fan to just jump in after watching the Joshua fight, like they can't stick around because they're not comprehending what's going on, mm-hmm. they're not going to stay. And it's not really their job. I hate to say this, man, as much as we love to not be casuals about things. It's not the casual's job to to educate themselves. Right. It's your Correct. opportunity to educate them on you your You have brand. to sell to me, right? Like, <laughs> you have to sell to me. And it's just not that at the moment. Unfortunately, because I, I like boxing. I really do like boxing. But yeah. at the moment, boxing is, there's a lot of good, a lot of great fights that could happen. But there's going to be a lot of pretty okay fights that do happen. And that's the issue with boxing. That would be a great shirt to have to wear to a boxing match. This isn't a fight I paid for, but this will do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I could have thought of 13 other fights, but you guys are all idiots. <laughs> this is fine. Oh, man, Zach, I had a lot of fun tonight, man. I was I a little worried it. at first. We we, you know, we didn't know how this whole thing was going to go, but as usual, we started talking about UFC, and it was just, I just uh, four hours later. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> tired already. Do. That's why I didn't even bother doing the time says like this is gonna be another stream of consciousness. Oh, dude, these are my favorite episodes. Mondays are just like shit shows. I think next week on Monday <laughs> we're gonna do a uh, conspiracy theories, uh, talk about talk about cons- some conspiracy theories, um, and then I think the following Monday, uh, so we got next week is gonna be the second, and then the week after that is gonna be the pre Call of Duty episode where I shit down Call of Duty's throat one last time, one <laughs> last time before I before I ride off into the sunset and never talk about it again uh, until we get to the CDL season. And then then we'll have a good time there. But that I'm is making it. A comp- we are becoming real analysts, folks. You've heard it here. you got to hold us accountable. Oh, I can do it easy. CDL rolls around this time. We're going to be knee-deep in it. Just so I can hear Boom. talk so much shit. <laughs> Anything I can do to egg him on. Zach... You want to take us out, man? Give us the radio yeah, voice. I mean, I can. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming into Talking with a Dad this evening. Find us at talkingwithadad.com, Talking with a Dad on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube. Also, shout out the audio listeners. You guys are fucking awesome. We love you guys. Um, not that not that the video listeners are, are not great. We guys just kind of just slacking compared to the audio guys. And uh, yeah, find us on your favorite uh, audio podcast app. And that's it. Oh,